Second wrong. What's the difference between a wank and an egg? You can beat an egg. I'm Freddy Krueger and I'm here to say I love the second wrong in the major way. I'm murder Johnny Depp just to have some fun. Walk here, D. Simon and Harrison. What's gonna happen on the show today? Will it be a shit story or is that gay? Maybe a guest appearance with Wacker Lee or video game news with Jeffrey. It'll be hip and it'll be cool. Kids don't take drugs and stay in school. Or you might end up like Joker Paul. Freddy's out. Lick my balls. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, D. Simon. I'm Harrison. Harrison, would, would you ever purchase a human skull, a real human skull, if someone like called you yes. up and was like, hey, yes. do you want this? Yes. You'd yes. have no qualms Absolutely. about having that in your home. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd like to like know where it came from, you know? What if someone's like, well, I found it, you know, in, uh, in Russia is probably from like World War II. Great. Perfect. So it could have belonged to like one of your relatives. Well, yeah, as long as it's not like, you know, oh, I killed a child <laughs> to get it. Or like, you know, I, I found it behind the Walmart, you know, and there could be like a murder that needs to be solved with it or something. But if it's something like, oh, yeah, it's from World War II and who gives a fuck? Yo, what, totally. What if it's yeah. like a 10-year-old skull from India? Because, you know, that, in Indi- India... Like I was no, I this, wouldn't be all right with that. Oh, you I wouldn't would be cool be with that? Wait, in India, what were you going to say? Well, they, they said right here that India is, a, yeah. is like the, the world source for skeleton and like skulls and, and uh, skeleton and uh, human bones. Uh, according to estimates, it says twenty to 25,000 human skeletons are smuggled out of India every year through Nepal and China and Bangladesh. And the price ranges from seven hundred to fifteen hundred dollars for a full skeleton, human skeleton. That's pretty reasonable price. Um, so yeah, he, I'd want to know if it was an ethically sourced skull. That would be important. Like, well, if you have to did, smuggle did it, it's not chi- ethical. Did the child's family get properly recompensed for said skull? And if they did, then I'm okay with it. I'm assuming. So what if they if they told you? Ah, oh, there's a chance they could have just dug up some graves like somewhere outside of Pakistan. They dug up a grave? Yeah, like someone dug up some graves. And Who gives a, a, I don't care. I don't care about that. Well, it says if here it's that, a grave, it's like, it doesn't matter. It's, they're dead. Who cares, you know? I suppose. I mean, I would want to know where it came from, too, but right. I would definitely... If it was I, a grave, I'd think about it for a few days, you well, know? I remember, yeah. uh, like, this was back in San Francisco when I was living with my ex-girlfriend that we broke up with. I broke up when I, when I first moved there. Um, I always wanted this... Because when I started making strip club money, I had like a disposable income. I, mean, I was pulling in like 1500 bucks a night then. And so I had like all this money. And so down the street was this like prop store. And they had a human skeleton that was like propped up on like a, a stand. And it just kind of like stood there. And I was like, I'm going to buy that thing. It was 800 bucks. And I was like, fuck it. I have 800 bucks. It's not even half, you know, half a day, a half a night's wages to me. And so I was going to buy it. And then she, and we lived together. And she was like, I don't want that in the house. Yeah. And I was like, why? why? She's That's like, always the problem with, with girlfriends. They don't yeah. like she's things like, like that sometimes. It belonged to a human. I think it was like a human girl skeleton, like a 14-year-old girl skeleton. She's like, it just, it's creepy. I don't want it in the house. And I was like, well, I'll put a coat over it when you're around. Right. And she was like, no, because I know it's under the coat. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. 
I don't know. I just felt like, well, you know, when yeah. she leaves, I'll take the mm. coat off and I'll enjoy it. And uh, right. she, she was just like, no. And I remember at that point we were fighting frequently anyway. And so maybe yeah. like, see if, if I had a girlfriend and they said that to me, I'd be like, see, this is exactly why we're never going to get married. <laughs> <laughs> because you why... feel this way about human skeletons and I don't. It's like so indicative of the differences of our, our fundamental incompatibility that exactly. forget. Exactly. I was just like, yeah. this is why we're incompatible. Mm. Um, but yeah, so anyway, we broke up. Not because of that, but we broke up for other reasons. And I moved in. In the day that we broke up, I was like, oh, fuck it now. And I went down to that prop store. It was like an 18th of Valencia. And someone had, they had sold it. Someone bought it. I was like, fuck. And that was a, a supposedly a real human skeleton that was like from like the 30s. Is it legal to own that? Yeah, I mean, it's an antique. Mm. So it's, I mean, I don't, yeah. I'm not sure. I, well, that's the thing. It's like they're smuggling them out of India. I, um, but so I, I'm assuming if you own it, you know, if you bought it, you know, legitimately, you probably, you probably could own it. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what would happen. I don't know if, uh, like if, you know, if the police came into your home because of uh, some domestic assault charge or some domestic assault incident and they saw like a, a full human skeleton in the corner without a coat over it, um, if they were like, if, mm. if you'd be charged with possessing human remains, mm. I'm not sure how that works. But anyway, um, do you see that article this week about the body donation center, the horror story? Um, yes, in I Phoenix. Did. Yeah, yeah. Um, quite a few fans sent that in, and thank you, uh, fans. For I, I do love our our fans are on it with good stories. Yeah, but this came in, and uh, I was reading it, and I was like, you know, I don't know if we covered this or not back in the day. We I think we might have 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 covered something back because this happened in 2013, 2014, But the details never came out up until now. So thirty three plaintiffs have filed a civil suit against uh, a Phoenix based. Biological Resource Center, um, mm -hmm. which is, and they're accusing the company of treating corpses without dignity or respect. Uh, so apparently in 2014, uh, agents, the FBI raided an Arizona body donation center, and they, had, they, they made some bizarre and disturbing finds. Mm. So this place was kind of like a Goodwill, but with just a bunch of human body parts. Uh, they found a cooler filled with severed male genitalia, a severed head sewn onto another body, and just an array of medical atrocities in this place. Um, this FBI agent here, Mark uh, Swinar, said that uh, it was just unsettling. He's like, uh, you know, they, they raided this, this for-profit biological resource center in Phoenix, and uh, the discoveries are now being revealed as part of a civil suit filed against the business and its owner, uh, the owner's name Stephen Gore. Mr. Gore seems rather appropriate. Ooh. Um, he observed, they, when they raided the place, they observed bodies piled on top of each other with no identification, no indication of who they belonged to. Among the heaps, they found buckets containing severed limbs and heads, a cooler filled with male genitalia, and a large torso with the head removed and replaced with a smaller head sewn together in a Frankenstein manner. Uh. <laughs> I mean, at that point... It's a bit of, at that point, this sounds like horseplay to me. Mm -hmm. You know, just a little workplace chicanery going on. Um, well, that's what what is weird about when they're like, "Oh, donate your body to science." It's it's like 
how much science do they really have left to do? You know, like, I don't know, like 100 years ago, they really, really needed cadavers to the point where motherfuckers were actually digging up graves because they still needed to like, we need to figure out how blood type works and how yeah, to like, like you know, where, where your organs are situated. Yeah, like how to allow a woman to give birth without dying all the time or, you know, like, like they, they need to figure that shit out. Like they figured all that shit out. Kind so of. Like, uh, Do they know, really? We, we interviewed Mary Roach, who's the author of that book Stiff, which is all about what happens when you donate your body to medical science. And they, they still do a lot of research on corpses. But with here, you're not donating the body to medical science. That, that's how nefarious these body brokers are. And, that, and that's kind of what sort of got me into this wormhole. Like, I was reading this article, and I'm like, what the fuck is this biological resource center place? With just, like, a room full of, you know, corpses and a bucket full of dicks. Like, what, why is that even this? That's not science. But mm. it turns out these places, these body brokers, well, if a family can't afford you know, the cremation costs or the cost of a funeral, they'll, they'll come up to you and they'll be like, and the funeral directors often will suggest, well, you can donate your, the, uh, your loved one's body, the biological resource center where they can rent the corpse out for different medical studies and things like that. And they'll pay your cremation fees. They'll return the ashes to you. Mm. And so they'll sometimes even pay you. But oftentimes they don't. Usually they just cover the funeral costs. But right. you, and you sign all these forms, but you have no idea yeah. What they're doing no, with the remains. They're giving you pig ashes is what they're doing. That's Essentially. They're doing. They're giving you the ashes of a pig. And so oftentimes, like in this place here, these these plaintiffs say that, you know, the facility obtained bodies through false statements. And the body why parts, would they give you the, the ashes back? You know, they want to take their sweet ass motherfucking time making Frankensteins and shit. You well, know? they, they want to, but they want to appear legit. So they want to yeah. satisfy you. And it's like, it's, are you going to go do some kind of bone density test with these ashes, you know, or, mm-hmm. or try to like examine them to figure out where the, what they came from? You're, you probably are like, all right, thanks for the urine there, buddy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you can't afford to cremate your loved one. I don't think you give a shit that much, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the thing is though, these families believe that their loved one's organs would be noted, donated to research. But they're completely unaware that organ donation and body donation are not the same thing and that the corpses are dismembered and sold piecemeal for profit. And not to mention, they're also being used in in workplace pranks. Like, could you imagine if you had a bucket full of dicks at your fucking work, wouldn't you be sticking it in like if if I if if I shared a refrigerator with you, I'd be putting it in your box lunch every day. Well, then your entire day at work would just be watching fucking HR videos about, <laughs> you know. It's like you're so, going to HR being like, he put another dick mm, in my lunch again, okay? Mm, it's mm. not cool. Yeah. <laughs> that I get in trouble. Get sent home early. But, you know, mm-hmm. that's what they're doing. They're probably sewing cock and balls onto like a forehead and putting it in their boss's chair. Mm-hmm. It's like, could you imagine the pranks? You could just sew like a butt to the chair, you know? <laughs> I mean, I'd be fucking making a human centipede. Have a butt chair. Yeah, yeah. I'd just like full on mm. human centipede. Just be like, mm. oh yeah, I've been working on this project that I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, reveal to everybody at the end of Q3. And then at the end of Q3, I would be like, call everyone in the mm. conference room and I'm just going to have like a 30 long, 30 human long centipede. I'd make that big monster from Stranger Things. <laughs> 
made up of body parts. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. That'd yeah, be amazing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that's. But I mean, could you imagine? But you know what? This is one of those things where, <clears throat> unless you, unless the the family or whatever finds out about it. There's yeah. literally no victim to the crime. There, there is no victim. If there's only a victim if they find out what happened. If they don't find out what happened, there's literally no victim. I mean, the family can't Because once somebody dies, funeral. they're just a, th- a thing. It doesn't matter. You exactly know? at that point. Mm. I mean, it's, well, apparently they're a commodity. But yeah, like when someone dies, it's like, you know, the, the life is over. No one's suffering. Yeah. There's no suffering here. It's like the only thing is their memories being tainted. The, the real criminals here are the FBI when you think about it. Yeah, I mean, like, revealing the truth about this. Who wants to know? Mm. Now you have this guy here, this plaintiff, said, this is a horror story. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. He believed his mother's and grandmother's body, which was surrendered to the Biological Resource Center in 2012, would be used for science. You know, cancer, leukemia, and whatever. But now he found out that, uh, you know, they're being used to make Frankensteins, which I actually think is a pretty good use of a corpse. But... um, the Biological Resource Center had been selling whole bodies with no shoulders or head for $2,900. It's like real money in this business. Mm. Wow. Um, a torso with a head would cost $2,400, a spine $940, and a whole leg $1,100. How much do you think the dicks cost? Like if you just want cock $150. $150. <laughs> It's like we got a special on cock and balls right now. $150 while supplies last. Just use coupon code DIDDLE when you check out. And, and uh, then it depends. Is it is it like, you know, hardened and, and um, you know, with resin? Or is it like pickled in a jar? You know? I think these guys at this place, they just poured a bunch of like fucking bleach in a bucket and just shoved the th- a bunch of cocks in there. Mm. Like they these guys weren't using any kind of like scientific methods or actually like you know, approved medical research techniques. I mean, these guys were just like, fuck it. It's like, you know, they were saying, there's a, I read some well, articles it's here. Phoenix, Arizona. What do you want? You know? And I mean, you know, quite honestly, the reason being, and th- this is what's funny, is when uh, Gore, who pled guilty in 2015 to operating an illegal enterprise after being accused of selling contaminated human tissue and using bodies in ways that had not been consented to, uh, he only was sentenced to probation. And the reason being is because he said he had no idea what he was doing was wrong. He said he was overwhelmed by operating a business that had no government regulations. Hmm. So he didn't know it was illegal to, you know, sell a bunch of dicks for a hundred bucks. I mean, when I was in Phoenix, I I went on Google Maps uh, to try to see if, uh, you know, there was like a museum I could go to. And I typed that in and my phone broke (laughs) and caught on fire. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, so yeah i mean it's not the bastion of culture you know Look. um when deciding which uh owner which donor should could be eligible to donate gore says i should have hired a med- medical director rather than relying on medical knowledge from books or the internet this guy who ran this this uh this this company uh the biological resource center had no expertise in the medical field has not even believed to have finished high school um, but yeah, like that's the thing. These guys just, you know, he went from, you know, bagging groceries at Kroger to being like the owner of the body broking business. And so with no regulations, it's like, could you imagine like what happens? 
<laughs> he was doing dishes at doing dishes at Perkins, and yeah, the next thing do, you know, doing dishes at Perkins, and now he's like, yeah, I'm the CEO of the Biological Resource Center. Would you like a scrotum? It's fifty dollars. <laughs> but yeah, that's it's a weird it's a weird industry. This body brokers thing. It it amazes me that it even exists. But it also does. It also makes sense. So when families can't afford a funeral or uh, after death wishes for a loved one, they can sometimes sell or offer the bodies of their dead to brokers. So mm. families, like if you think about it, you know, yeah. your dad was a fucking shithead. He dies. Right. You're estranged. Yeah. And now you got his body and they're like, well, the funeral costs are going to be around 10 grand or, and this funeral director is like, or, you know, you can make a couple grand by selling it over to biological resource center to, to Mr. Gore over there. Yeah. Like, would you choose the two grand? 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, because that's even better than, like, the potter's field option, right? Which is the other option. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Where it's like the city just buries it. The city it just buries it. Unmarked grave, yeah. Yeah. Um, so a body broker. Yeah. A body broker is a firmer individual that buys and sells cadavers or human body parts. Uh, oftentimes they have deals with funeral homes and they'll take the bodies and sell various parts and organs to research organizations and groups and then mm. return the ashes of the rest of the body to the family for disposal. Oh my. Sometimes they even sell or rent parts of the bodies to individuals for the right price. Hmm. I mean, yeah, might as well make some money there. Yeah. <laughs> but what's crazy about it is that the entire industry is pretty much legal for the most part and, and rather lucrative. I mean, uh, one body broker firm in this article here managed to earn at least $12 million over three years just selling human tissue to buyers. How many, how many buyers do you think are, are doing it chiefly for the purposes of comedy? <laughs> Where it's like, I think tomorrow there's like a 30% chance someone's going to ask me for a hand with something and I need a human hand. <laughs> and you just like give them a hand? <laughs> yeah. Just wrap it up? <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, I really think next week at work, someone's going to ask me how to get ahead in advertising. So I'm going to, I need a human hand. <laughs> Just give them a head in yeah. a box. What's in the box? But yeah, like that's bad vaudeville jokes, you know, committing to bad vaudeville jokes. I'd like to know what percentage of sales that is. Well, who needs like special effects artists when you can get the real thing for like 200 bucks? Just yeah. rent it for like a, a week, you know? Um, whereas the market for organ transplantation is heavily regulated in the U.S., the use of cadaver parts for research, training, and other uses is not, is not. It's barely regulated at all, actually. Uh, people say it's, you know, trading in body parts is similar to trading in any other kinds of raw materials. Um, but what, what it makes me think of, or reminded me of, it seems like the modern-day equivalent of body snatching which is what yes. they did like in Victorian England. Mm. You know, body snatching was a common way of acquiring bodies for research up until the 20th century. And uh, modern body brokers usually receive cadavers via body donation or they would just steal the bodies from, mm. the, from, yeah. the, uh, from the cemeteries. Um, yeah, so most of the time what they did is they would, they would snatch the corpses from burial sites mm. and then sell the corpses for dissection or anatomy lectures in medical schools. Uh, those who practiced body snatching were called resurrectionists or the resurrection men. It's a good band name, actually. Yeah, it's good. 
Um, interfering with the grave was a misdemeanor, <clears throat> not a felony, and therefore only punishable with a fine and imprisonment rather than like execution. And the trade was sufficiently lucrative business to, you know, to run the risk of detection, particularly as authorities usually just didn't even prosecute because they didn't consider it a necessary evil. You know, they yeah. just, or they considered it a necessary evil. They didn't like really think it was a crime, per se. Yeah, you know, like old timey gangs would do it. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, yeah. no, like nowadays gangs, you know, slang rocks on the, on, you know, on the corner. But back in the day, back in the day, you know, just, let's just go, let's do some grave robbing. Yeah, uh, you ever see body the body snatchers? Oh yeah, the old movie is good with movie. Uh, uh, Bela Lugosi and Boris Karloff. That's a good one. <sighs> that is a good movie. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, um, it, body snatching was so prevalent back then that it wasn't unusual for relatives and friends to uh, to stand watch over the grave after the burial to stop it from being violated. Uh, a lot of them had used iron coffins. Or they had the graves protected by a framework of iron bars called mort safes. Yeah. Which apparently you can still see those at uh, Greyfriars Kirk in Edinburgh. Remember that place? Yep. Where you went with yeah. the, the black mausoleum? Yeah. That was, that was pretty freaky. Yeah. But Harris yeah. and I, when we were there, uh, when we did the uh, Fringe Festival a couple of years ago, we went and checked it out during the day. And then we went back at like, I don't know, 10 o'clock at night, 10 30 yeah. at night. With Hung Young Terrorist. Yeah, yeah with Hung Young Terrorist. It was like, yeah. it was rather creepy. It's pretty spooky, yeah. Yeah, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they, yeah, they used to, even sometimes lead. They used to have like, coffins. you know, iron or lead, like, uh, you know, uh, sheets around the coffin, you know? Wow, to prevent people from doing it. Well, yeah. one of the ways they, they did, they would dig at the head end of a recent burial. So they'd wait, they'd know that the soil was soft. And they would dig at the head end of a recent burial uh, with a wooden spade because it's quieter than metal. And when they reached a coffin, uh, they broke open the coffin, put a rope around the corpse, and just dragged it out. Uh, but usually they wouldn't steal anything like his jewelry or clothes. They just kind of throw it back in because that would be a felony. So that would be execution. But you could take the corpse. I mean, who cares about that? Another method they did, though, was uh, they would do a manhole-sized square of turf was removed at the head of the grave and a tunnel dug to intercept the coffin. So they'd go about four feet down, get in there, pull the end of the coffin out, and just like pull the corpse right up the tunnel, replace the turf, and most people wouldn't even notice that it was disrupted. Hmm. Yeah, pretty clever. Um, In Edinburgh, though, in 1827, I was reading about these guys, uh, William Burke and William Hare, who committed 16 killings over a period of about 10 months. And uh, what they did, they would take the corpses, fresh corpses, and sell them to Robert Knox, uh, this local professor there, for dissection and anatomy lectures. So these guys were actually just going and killing people and selling the corpses to doctors. And I guess it was because of them and other people who imitated them that they passed the Anatomy Act of 1832, which allowed unclaimed bodies and those donated by relatives to be used for the study of anatomy and required the licensing of anatomy teachers, which just pretty much ended the body snatching trade. Hmm. So body snatching was done. But body brokers, you know, that's, that, that industry is alive and well in this day and age. <clears throat> right. And it's, hmm. it's amazing that, you know, it's completely unregulated. I think par- partially because, like, would you ever even think about it? I mean, how much no, thought I, have you ever given to it? No, I don't care. You know? Yeah. And, and part of what you were saying, it's like it's, mm. there is no victim. It's a victimless crime. Yes. 
You know, body brokers legally obtain cadavers of body parts from institutions who receive mm-hmm. donations and have a surplus. In some cases, it's done illegally against the donor's wishes or by employees who act mm-hmm. independently of the institution. And the U.S. is like the number one country in dealing with, uh, with huh. uh, bodies. Yeah. Body brokers in the U.S. supply mm-hmm. wor- the world with human torsos, limbs, and heads. And body parts from donors have been exported to like 45 countries. Thousands of parts are sent abroad annually. And the reason being <clears throat> is because you know, the demand for these parts is high in countries where religious traditions and laws prohibit the dissection of the dead. Mm. The U.S., we don't have any, we have no problem with uh, selling uh, body parts. Well, it's like a Schrodinger's cat law. Because it's like, if the people getting pig ashes don't know they're getting pig, pig ashes, ashes. Like, do they then, who, then what's the problem, you know? And like, oftentimes these families are like, mm. well, here's the corpse. They're selling the corpse of their loved one yeah. to these companies. You know, they, this uh, article I read here profiled this company called MedCure, which is currently under investigation. But this company sells or leases. It's just one of the, another body broker company. But they sell or lease about 10,000 body parts from the U.S. donors annually, mm. shipping about 20% overseas. Um, and unlike, you know, most uh, developed nations, since the U.S. doesn't regulate these sales, you know, they can expand exports rapidly and it doesn't even matter. And so the, inter- the interesting thing is how does this differ from organ donation? And there is actually a big difference. Organ donation involves the transplants of, of healthy hearts, livers, and other vital organs to save or improve the life of another human being. Right. But with whole body donation, I mean, body parts are not transplanted into other humans. They're just used for research. Right. or develop new medical devices or train surgeons. So it doesn't really matter if it's diseased. Because that, that's the thing. If you're getting a liver from someone and it has, like, you know, hepatitis, yeah. well, obviously there's going to be an issue. Well, that, <clears throat> that can be useful <clears throat> to study. Well, to study, but, I mean, if, mm. if I paid mm. for this organ, you know, yeah. tens of thousands of dollars, and I get this, like, a, yeah. thanks, and I got a liver with hepatitis, my old that's one uh, had point. cirrhosis. Now I traded yeah. that in for hepatitis. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Well, um, now they got a pill that can cure hepatitis. You oh, know, really? ten yeah, grand. So. Yeah. Boom. Done deal. God. They even have a they have a fucking vaccine against the chicken pox. Kids don't have to get the chicken pox anymore. Do you know this? I don't know I if I trust that out. because you, so many people that think of chicken pox get shingles when they're adults, and that's way more painful. Hmm. So I don't know if I would trust mm. that. Although, did you know that uh, you can, I was listening to this on the radio, you can be vaccinated with the HPV vaccine mm. up until 45 years old. Get the f- shut, really? Wow. Well, your, huh. your time's done. If you've had sex with more than two mm. people, oh. you probably have it. So I'm sure wow. you have it. Yeah, sure. I, I know I have it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but it's like, if, mm. if, but if you're a kid... I mean, right. you can get vaccinated or if you're apparently a virgin <laughs> right? or you've had sex with just one person, yeah. you know, your whole life, you can get vaccinated up to, up until age uh, 45. Huh. So, yeah. Wish I knew mm. about that back then. Yeah. Um, it's like, it would be, it would have been nice not to give my wife cancer, but here we yeah, are. You I know? know. <laughs> and now people are getting like, you know, you have anal sex once, now you get anal cancer. Right. So, sorry. Um, most donor consent forms authorize brokers to dissect bodies and ship parts internationally. Even so, many of the relatives of the dead said they had no idea that the remains are going to be dismembered and sent all over the globe. Hmm. So apparently they're not reading the fine print. But who does? You know, when you download software, are you actually going through the, uh, the EULA? 
You're just no, clicking no. fine. Okay. Um, so MedCure, this company that's the subject of the story, uh, they're now under the subject of a federal investigation. So they're trying to basically the same thing that happened to the Biological Resource Center. They're trying to find out if uh, you know if their um, their business is actually legitimate. Um, Reuters did a series on body donation. They said the industry is so lightly regulated in the U.S. that almost anyone can start up a business buying, selling, or leasing body parts. <laughs> so, like, you and I could do this tomorrow. Yeah. Like, if we had, if we had a good in with a funeral, like a local funeral director here, uh, we could be dealing body parts. I don't know if my you, girlfriend You could get cool scrotums from the government to open a coffee shop or go to grad school. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how cool mm. my girlfriend would mm. be with like a refrigerator mm. full of fucking severed cocks, right? And fucking heads, mm. but yeah, I mean you can make some money, dude. Twelve mil no. in three years—it's not bad, mm. and it's completely legal except for fetuses. Mm. It's illegal to sell human fetuses, mm. so you can't sell a human fetus. Otherwise, completely legal in almost every state to sell remains human remains of adults. Um, one misconception promoted by a lot of brokers is that it's illegal to sell body parts and that people who distribute them may, may need to be re- reimbursed for processing, shipping, and other expenses. So they even mm. milk you for more money because of this. Nice. Because they make, they make it seem like it's illegal to do. Yeah. Um, but there's no federal law that expressly mm. regulates the body trade. Mm. Um, however, border agents do step in mm. when, the part, when they find parts that are infected with contagious diseases. That For some reason, I was yet. imagining if you had a, a like a fridge full of severed dicks, when your brother came to stay, he'd just like pull one out like a toothpick and just like, you know. Like a popsicle. <laughs> yeah. Having his mouth. Just hanging out with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's not Dahmer, so I doubt Okay, it. all right. <laughs> but maybe. Um, yeah. But yeah, so border agents do step in. When there's disease involved, I think it, Dahmer had a cleaner apartment from what you're des- what you described to me. Than my brother, probably. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this guy Arthur Rathburn. So when they're, when they're talking about like the evil body brokers, this guy's one of the worst. And the the funny thing about him is that uh, he actually he and his wife both participated in this business. It was like a family business. Hello, I'm Dr. Rathburn. Mm, this is my wife, Mabel Rathburn. Mm. Yeah. We love severed dicks. <laughs> Would you like a severed dick? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this guy was convicted in 2018 of mm. uh, dealing in, in uh, infectious body parts. But this has happened mm. in Detroit, which I imagine there must be plentiful, mm. you know, abundant uh, supply of body parts in Detroit. But he stored these parts in grisly, unsanitary conditions, and a lot of the uh, of the of the body parts were infected with HIV and hepatitis. Mm. Uh, but listen, listen to this: this guy, um, he knew that you know these these body parts were infected, but he sent the parts along with it without any word to any of the clients. He lied about the bodies being clean. His wife also admitted admitted to knowingly selling body parts infected with AIDS, uh, putting countless doctors, nurses, and medical students at risk. He, he at his facility, he and his wife and uh, the staff there used chainsaws to dismember the bodies. <laughs> he had a reciprocating saw, a bone saw, and a chainsaw just wow. to dismember the bodies without any sterile condition. He's like, ah, fuck it. Let's just chop it up. He sold the genitals of dead people. Please, on your way out, please take an infected phallus. They're simply grisly. Mm. <laughs> it sounds like this guy has to sound like Vincent Price. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
they were willing to sell pretty much any body part they could, including genitalia. So b- between 2010 and 2013, there's a record of Arthur selling a severed penis across multiple state lines. So that means mm. this guy had a briefcase full of cocks. Wow. And he's just like traveling. It's kind of like he's that like movie. He's like the Fuller Brush Man. He's like the Fuller <laughs> Brush Man, but he's but with cocks. It's like that movie, uh, what was that, War Dogs? With uh, yeah. uh, Jonah the, Hill. It's like oh, when they yeah. show up and they open the yeah. briefcase like full of mm. guns. He's like, mm. he's got like 30 dicks in there. Yeah. <laughs> Which one would you like? Mm. Um, so yeah, there's a record of him selling across state lines. Uh, likely the penis was removed with a chainsaw. Uh, what eventually became of the penises is a mystery. I mean, it's legal to, to buy or rent body parts in most states. So even individuals who just wanted a human body part for their private collection, mm. um, you know, could purchase a severed penis if they wanted one. Hmm. I do think that would be, I think that's weirder than having a skull, a human skull. I do too. I think that's like the weird contingent of um, like satanic gay guys who shoot meth would be into that. <laughs> right. And there's, believe me, there's a lot of them. Just having like a severed cock. Yeah, yeah. this was a black man's cock. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I keep in formaldehyde. Would you like to touch it? It's like, now nah, I'll pass. Do you have anything in an Indonesian? Well, yes. <laughs> mm. um, I'm sure micropenises catch, you know, fetch a pretty penny. Because mm. that's kind of rare. Plus for comedic purposes, you know. Um, human heads were stored in a disease-riddled warehouse. So when FBI <laughs> came to the warehouse... They recorded a horrifying scene. Just listen, check this out. Shelves where human heads were just stacked on top of the other without barriers. Whole bodies kept in barely refrigerated condition and just thawed (laughs) in the open air with garden hoses. So they're just spraying bodies down. Yeah, so so, uh, Jimmy, where'd you store the heads? Oh, it was the warehouse. Was it a disease-riddled warehouse? (laughs) No. Well, no, it wasn't. Stored it there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe now. Uh, some body parts were just found in leaky camping contu- coolers, just stained with blood. <laughs> just like you just said, there were like a thousand body parts just were seized from the freezers. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> this is That's my favorite thing. He was mm. caught trying to transport body parts through the airport. Like this guy didn't even ship them properly. Mm. He would just take them on commercial flights. What? Could you imagine mm. sitting next to this dude with a bloody mm. cooler with a human head mm. in it? Mm. <laughs> I'd be like, stewardess, yeah. stewardess, mm. got to move me. This guy's got like a bucket full of cocks in his lap. Mm. Um, in one case, an airport worker helping with Delta Cargo noticed that a package was dripping and the substance leaking was blood. When they opened the package, they found three human heads. Mm. Yeah, Rathburn's company just shipped eight human heads, including one from a person who had died of sepsis. Um, and they're just all in a trash bag, just in a camping cooler. Didn't they make a comedy about this starring Joe Pesci? Was it? Was that my cousin Nine, nine heads in a duffel bag, it was called. <laughs> was that, were they body brokers? It was about a hitman that was trying to take nine heads in a duffel bag across the country on a plane or something. <laughs> I'm serious. It was a comedy. It was a movie. That's pretty much the, the, this guy's yeah. life. Yeah. Mm. And his wife, totally cool with it. She helped yeah. him found the company. Their company is called International Biological Incorporated. But it was just a body brokering business. And she did all the sales. She would like, mm. she would totally lowball funeral directors. Like they'd buy $1,000 a corpse from funeral directors. 
Um, sometimes she would she would also ship body parts so cheaply they would preserve them in mouthwash during transportation. You got to find somebody that's into the same stuff you are. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's rather grim. Uh, yeah. The U.S. government would buy bodies from them at a at a, a special deal to use for explosion tests. Hmm. Yeah, they bought bodies from Rathburn to use in landmine explosion tests. Uh, bodies included, <laughs> included one later identifies a grandmother from Arizona whose family thought she'd been donated to science for studies in Alzheimer's. Mm. They thought they were like, oh, they're going to advance Alzheimer's treatment. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're just fucking chucking her on top of a landmine. <laughs> <laughs> so Rathburn was convicted yeah. of making false statements to authorities and one charge of transporting hazardous materials. Uh, he face, he uh, is in prison for the next 20 years. Probably will get out with good behavior. His wife, though, is estranged from him, and she took, a, she took a plea of guilty and a reduced sentence in exchange for more information about the crime. So she only actually had to do 10 mm. months, so she's yeah. probably moved on. However, I'd be wary about dating that one. Mm. It's a little weird. Um, but yeah, so body parts are very rarely ever returned to the U.S., mm. so like when they... When, you know, agents like border agents find these bodies. Usually, the only problem is is if uh, you know foreign laws are being violated, or if cremation is not available in the foreign country, or when a U.S. Bro- broker intends to reuse the parts, they ship them back to the broker. Mm. Mm. But as I said, I mean, it's it's not a regulated industry. And this woman yeah. here, she's from uh, the United Tissue Network. I love the names. <laughs> Alyssa Harrison said that most in her industry would follow yeah. the law but their guidelines are unclear and vague and contradictory. So she's like, we do what we have to do. You know, what's her name? What's her name? Alyssa Harrison. Okay. Miss Harrison, how do you respond to the, uh, allegations that the United tissue network is just a, a, a group of masturbators. <laughs> we deny that. We deny that profusely. Mm. You can sign up for the UTN. I spend yeah. three hours of Pornhub a day. Okay, you're <laughs> yeah. in. You're yeah. in. Um, one reason that uh, doctors rely on these companies for body parts is because their nations restrict the dissection and sale and distribution of donated cadavers. Um, so they're saying in Singapore, this guy worked for a medical device manufacturer. He said that mm. importing body parts in the U.S. avoids conflict with donor intent in regard to religion. So it's strictly, like their religion is strictly against, you know, dealing in body parts. But just getting from the U.S., who cares? Hmm. You know, I mean, that's fine. Hmm. You know, this company in Germany said that they use formalin to preserve bodies so they can do uh, testing, but they can order them from the U.S. completely fresh. So it's like, why not? Hmm. You know, it's a lot easier. Um, This company, Medcure, uh, that's currently under investigation, they supplied Rathburn the Detroit businessman we just talk, talked about. And they also supplied Stephen Gore of Phoenix with, with infected body parts. So like who we were talking about earlier. Um, but the one, the, this guy, the last guy I'm going to cover real quick is uh, Dr. Michael Mastro Marino. He's one of probably, the, he's probably the biggest deviant here on the list. Probably the most uh, nefarious uh, uh, body broker. In fact, the, the, the media even came up with a name for him, the organ grinder. Ooh. So this guy's great. Mastro Marino was actually a successful oral surgeon with a practice in Jersey, New Jersey. He had a beautiful home. He had a wife. He had two sons. Everything was cool until he started using Demerol. 
and then Demerol led to stronger opiates, and he became careless at work. During a surgery, he fell asleep while standing over a patient. Oh, no! Oh, my God. Yeah, and they had to wake him up. He was getting the nods while operating Mm. on someone. They had to wake him up to finish up the operation. Oof. An assistant found him in a bathroom holding a hypodermic needle while a patient had been left on a table under anesthesia. (laughs) (laughs) And then he damaged a patient's seventh cranial nerve, which resulted Mm. in permanent facial droop on the right side of his face. Oh, no. And then he got sued for malpractice. He eventually lost his license. Mm. I would do more than just sue for permanent facial droop. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Would you maim the guy? Yeah, because if you sued him, you probably wouldn't end up getting that much. No, you know? I yeah. I would hunt so. the guy down and chop off his nose or something. Yeah, yeah, you got to do Like, that. I would be like, you know, eye yeah. for an eye here, droop for a mm-hmm. droop. But this guy, he didn't have a legitimate shop. So what happened mm-hmm. is he he ended up um, losing his license, losing his, uh, his business. And then uh, in order to make money... He got into the body broking uh, industry here. Mm. And so he, he cut all corners as you possibly could. He had funeral parlor directors and undertakers <laughs> from New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, part of his ring, yeah. to access cadavers, paying a thousand bucks per body. He hired two assistants, which he called his cutters. Mm. And they picked apart corpses from 2000 to 2005. Uh, their victims totaled over 1,000, which I don't know if they're really considered victims when they're dead. Yeah, they're not. You know, mm. um, through what his is it co- like though if you're like that guy and you get like kidnapped by the guy you gave droop face to, <laughs> you know, and he, do you know what it's like, doctor, <laughs> to have a droop face like I do now? You will soon know, you know, like what do you even do at that point? I don't know. <laughs> you know, he's yeah. gonna be a villain now called Droop Face, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could have to like one of the a Dick Tracy villain, yeah. you know. <laughs> Um, Everybody, every Dick Tracy villain was just someone with some like disfiguration. Yeah, you know, God, like uh, cocknose. This looks like the works of cocknose or whatever. You know, (laughs) just like his dick looks like a nose. It's you know, you shouldn't really make call attention to it. Uh, His company, Master Master Marino's company, is called Biomedical Tissue Services. <laughs> Which sounds a little more legitimate than a United Tissue. What was that? United <laughs> Tissue Front or whatever. United, United Tissue Network. Tissue Fund. <laughs> <laughs> so biomedical tissue services here. Um, yeah. They sold off bones, veins, tendons, ligaments, uh, completely on profit. And some mm. of their profits for a full body could reach six figures. So these mm. guys were pulling a ton of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were selling off like, basically just like cutting up the body into like Mm. pieces and selling off just everything. Mm. Um, In the cases where a body would need to be available for a casket viewing. So sometimes they would give the bodies back if they were rented, they'd Mm. give them back to the family. They would insert PVC pipes into the cadaver to disguise the theft. Mm. So the family wouldn't even know. Um, he orchestrated the dissection of corpses and harvesting of human tissue remains that he knew were infected with cancer, hepatitis, HIV. Um, he would supply Damn. the processing companies the blood from clean corpses to pass the blood tests. Hmm. And it didn't even matter. I mean, he was just in it for the money. I mean, yeah. crematorium said that the bodies arrived disfigured <clears throat> and missing limbs. Some were just a, you know, a torso and blood in a bag. Hmm. But here's the worst part. This guy actually did have a famous victim. Mm. Uh, Master Marino's most famous victim was Alistair Cook. 
Do you know who that is? The longtime British journalist, television personality, and broadcaster who did Masterpiece Theater. No shit. Yeah. Wow. You remember that guy? I remember in yeah. high school, we used to have to watch these videos. Yeah. He like uh, was a narrator. Yeah, because it'd be like the beginning, you'd like see him in the library, right? And he'd be like, oh, hello. I didn't see you there. <laughs> yeah. You caught me catching up on an old favorite. Tonight on Masterpiece Theater, we'll be doing, you know fucking washington square whatever yeah know? whatever yeah. and then it's yeah. like yeah so that guy you could probably buy that guy's dick <laughs> like would you own that if someone's like well it's alistair cook's dick i would <laughs> and i'd have i'd get a special frame where it's like the dick is in the frame and then to the left of that is like a picture of him sitting with the book on his lap you know i know it'd probably be fake but yeah. i would want a certificate of authenticity i would too yeah, yeah. but i'd want something at least with a signature who could blame you so Cook died in 2004 at the age of 95. He'd been ill with heart disease. Uh, his daughter, who's a minister, made arrangements for his cremation pragmatically through the Yellow Pages. <laughs> so for $595, which kind of blows my mind, because mm. didn't they, was that guy, that guy like acted in shit for like decades. She couldn't afford a decent funeral. Yeah, it was PBS. You know, uh, what that's do you true. Want? Yeah. Um, so for $595, they came to collect the body and would later return with the ashes. Unfortunately, she didn't know that the company that she dialed was Mastro Marino's Body Snatchers Network. They mm. collected her father's remains, taking his arms and leg bones for their purposes, again without family consent. Mm. So they ended up, uh, I think it was one of the funeral homes that he worked with had been sold, like one of his chop shops. And when the, uh, I guess the new owners were like, there's some weird things in here with, with corpse documentation, some weird things going on. Further, furthermore, they found a hidden room that was just outfitted like an operating room with like saws, scalpels, knives. And they're like, okay, we're gonna contact the NYPD. And then they came in, started doing an investigation, found all the illegal activity. And sure enough, Master Mino pleaded guilty to like reckless endangerment, body stealing, and he was sentenced to 18 to 54 years of prison time. And he has to pay back $4.6 million in profit to the victim's families. Hmm. So all in all, there definitely seems to be a lot of money to be made. But I think it's like one of those things where like, you know how in the 80s, the stockbrokers used to make a lot of money because they could cut corners and things like that. But yes. now it's all regulated. I think hmm. with, uh, you know, I think now you kind of lost your opportunity to do all the illegal shit with body Damn broking. It. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. However, if you want to make a little bit of money on selling your uh, loved one's body to one of these companies, you probably want to read the fine print or maybe get like <clears throat> professional counsel or an intelligent family member to like review the documents <laughs> here before you sign anything. Yeah. Because next thing you know, Harrison's probably going to be owning your, uh, yeah. I don't know, your uncle's uh, penis in a jar. Wait a minute. This, this contract says you won't be making a Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> with Uncle Leo. I, I, I protest. Yeah. It's just so mm. morbid. Mm. But yeah, I, I, I'm just amazed mm. that that industry even exists. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, mm. People's episode 697 here is Sick and Wrong. We have news stories coming up next and uh, phone calls after that. But first, mm. here's a word about our Patreon page. Hey guys, it's Steven again. Just calling from heaven through a miracle of cybernetic processes. Just to say, thanks for creating your Patreon page. 
I love to kick back and smoke a fat one with my boy Carl Sagan. While we listen to the extra phone calls and stories we get all the time. Anyway, talk soon. Love you. Bye. So the first story we have here is a listener submission. It came in from David. He says, you probably know about this story already, but just in case it missed your attention, here it is. Uh, Thanks for a great podcast. Sorry I can't afford to be a Patreon member. Maybe one day I will if I win the lotto. Mm. Regards, David. I'm going to hold you to that there, David. (laughs) Yes. If you ever win the lotto... And you like buy a home and you have a family and then you, you leave this money for your kids. You make a, a trust fund or something. I'll track you down at that point. Like Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah, I was oh. just about to say like Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> I'll just be this like, probably like, I don't know, I'm 5'7 five, yeah. five, now. But by then, mm. when I'm old like that, I'll probably be like 5'4", all hunched over. Yeah. And fucking carbuncled mm. nose. If you're like, what you did he promised. want? promised. Did he want her, like, first child or something, right? Didn't he? Yeah, firstborn. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm going to come for, David. Mm. You're firstborn. (laughs) That is if you win the lottery. But anyway. So you can circumcise your firstborn and drink the blood? (laughs) No, I collect foreskins. Oh, that's right. I put in my collection. Mm. Um, Yeah, I wonder if that box of dicks, if they're circumcised or uncircumcised. Mm. And if the circumcised ones, you know, fetch more money because there's more dick. <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah. Woman accused of beheading mom was a fan of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre films. Hmm. Yeah, I can understand being a fan of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1 and 2, maybe. Mm. But they went into a weird direction with the later. Did you ever see like 3, Texas Chainsaw 3 and 4? I don't think so. I, I mean, know. I saw like the fucking remakes with Arlie uh, or me, you know? Yeah, I'll pass on those. Those are pretty bad. Yeah. But the one with uh, Dennis Hopper, the second one is pretty good. Mm, mm. In fact, I might watch that tonight. Chilling Facebook posts show how an Australian accused of decapitating her mother was obsessed with horror films, including the blood-filled Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Blood-filled. That, that movie is more or less a comedy at this point. I mean, compare that to like Saw right. or Hostel. Although it's it's a classic and it's way better. I mean, it's such a great movie. Well, who's the guy, the fat guy in the wheelchair? Franklin. Remember him? I haven't seen it in a long time. Oh, God. That was I was best. never that big of a fan of it, to be honest. Oh, I loved it. I'm more of a supernatural horror guy. I just am. <clears throat> so. I think that one, mm. it, to me, it was just really funny. It was a comedy. Mm. And yeah. it, just because it's like a whole family thing, like, mm. I don't know, you have to watch it, but it's just the whole family. Like, I guess in terms of that, together. I was more of a fan of People Under the Stairs. That is a know? great, that's a yeah. great horror movie. I watched that not too long ago, and I was like, mm. God, this is such a good movie. Mm. That was good. Was that a Stephen King? No, it wasn't, no, it wasn't a Stephen King. Oh, okay. Stephen King doesn't really know much about The Hood, which oh, is yeah. where that movie took place. <laughs> I forget about that. It is The so, Hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jessica Camilleri here, 25 years old, said that violent films such as Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Jeepers Creepers were her favorite movies in the world. (laughs) Jeepers Creepers. You ever see that one? Yeah, it's made by a sex criminal. 
Oh yeah, it was made by a second. Yeah, he, the powder, the guy who directed powder. The guy he that like directed powder. he made a movie called like Clown House with that starred like eleven year olds that he raped, <laughs> and then he went to prison for it, but for like three years or something, you know. And powder. And then was he still creepy. made movies. He made powder after he got out of jail. Yeah, you know? powder was a creepy pedo movie. You could just yeah. tell, and just had all the uh, the uh, you know indications of a pedophile there. That whole movie was weird. Mm. Um, Jeepers Creepers. I don't think I've ever seen that one. It's pretty dumb. It's about they a made three of them. Demon. Yeah, they made three of them for some reason. God, and did it do? Yeah. The, did it have the old song in it? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I missed yeah. that one. Mm. Um, Jessica's accused of attacking her mother in the kitchen of their Sydney home before dropping the fifty-seven-year-old's head in front of a neighbor's house. It's mm. a good touch. Uh, her mom had been babysitting a toddler, a child at the time of the attack. When cops arrived at the gruesome scene, Jessica was standing calmly in the driveway, covered in blood. She's like the Aussie version of Carrie, except she has no powers. She just drinks Fosters. That's about yeah. it. Mm. <laughs> um, they wrapped her hands in plastic to preserve forensic evidence. So she had like bloody plastic mittens. Uh, one of her friends, Kathleen Day, told the uh, Daily Mail that Jessica suffered major mental health issues, but her mother, Rita, always supported her. Her fascination with horror movies appeared to have spiked prior to Rita's death. In one uh, Facebook post from July 18th, not even that long ago, Jessica uploaded a picture of Jeepers Creepers, the movie about a flesh-eating demon which devours people to replace its own older damaged body parts. Uh, she said, this is her comment on it, interesting story. She posted that just after 3 a.m., to which her mom replied, yes, interesting indeed. How fucking weird is that? Like, what the fuck is this woman doing with her mentally deranged daughter watching Jeepers Creepers at 3 a.m.? Yeah. No, no wonder this girl's And that's also a weird thoughts. thing to post about it. You know, that's like what you'd post when you, like, read an article in the New York Times about, you know, prison reform. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Interesting story. You know, we should... <clears throat> yeah, it's odd. just kind of funny. Yeah. But it's just funny that her mm. mom's like, yes, interesting indeed. Yeah. Like, what, I mean, was it that interesting of a story? It seems kind of uh, mundane to me. That but... is something you would say to, like, your nemesis. Interesting story. Yes. Interesting indeed, Simon. Early that, earlier that day, Jessica changed her profile image to a spooky gray filtered photo. I'm going to post that image to, uh, <laughs> to, to the, the page, the, our yes. website, because Please. she looks, I don't understand what she's going for in this. Mm. It's like kind of like, uh, uh, like half her face is, is like a silhouette, and she's just kind of like having this like maniacal grin. It's mm. At that point, you could tell, like, she's like, you know, I'm going to chop my mom's head off. Why not? Jeepers Creepers would have done it. Yeah. Uh, her doting mother responded with a love heart emoji under this creepy photo, prompting Jessica to reply with a picture of a woman blowing a kiss. And she said, thank you, mom. O-X-O-X. Mm. I love how journalists have to, like, <laughs> describe everything that people do on Facebook. It's just kind of funny. It's yeah. Like, she replied with OXOX. Thank you, Mom. And a heart emoji. A yeah. love heart. 
It's like, okay, fine. The rest of her, uh, her posts. I'm glad they, if I ever kill anybody, it's going to be great. Because it's like, then he proceeded to send her a blackula emoji, a cat emoji, and a ghost emoji. You and puzzingly, a unicorn. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. Because <laughs> that's what mean? I do. That's what I do, yeah. Um, in in uh, other posts you have are just pictures of Dreepers Creepers and Texas Chainsaw saying that these are her favorite movies in the world. Um. So what happened on this this faithful? It's like day? really you've never seen a Guira Wrath of God. Maybe you should go see a Guira Wrath of God or something before you decide that those movies are your favorite movies. You know, or Holy know. Mountain or something like there's Holy Mountain out there. exactly. Yeah. Thank you. There's lots yeah. of good movies out Love there. That. Jesus. New South Wales police said that the officers were called to a property at the pro- at 11:40 p.m. on Saturday. This is only last Saturday after reports. <laughs> of a violent argument between two women. Apparently they're arguing whether Tobe Hooper is better than John Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> to which she cut her mom's head off, who is a John Carpenter fan. Yeah. Uh, you know, speaking of John Carpenter, have you ever seen that movie In the Mouth of Madness? Yes, I have. I watched that the other day. It's retarded. <laughs> it, is, it is. I don't even know what he was trying to do with that. Yeah, yeah. Although I, I found my Halloween costume. It's Sam Neill in that is wearing like scrubs and he has crosses yeah. all over his body. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go as. I've, like, that's my thing with Halloween. I'm just trying to go mm. for the costume that maybe two people will recognize. Yeah. It's like, I'm not that's trying what to I always crap try to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. then you know that person's mm. like, you're actually kind of cool. You watch retarded yeah. horror films too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that movie, like, what the fuck? Like, I don't want to ruin it for people if you're going to watch it. But yeah, like, seriously, I don't even understand, like, why pretty, that was even made. Yeah. And it's pretty dumb. Yeah, it's, you know? it's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, love, I forget the town that the guy, the author yeah. lived in. Yeah. It's called like Hobbs Creek or something. Right. <clears throat> yeah. It's Do ridiculous. you read Sutter Kane? Sutter And like the weird couple that runs the fucking bed and breakfast, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Like this old lady yeah. with her husband yeah. chained to her ankle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like basically like that's Stephen King's neighborhood. Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, I don't even know what he was thinking. And then I, they think had- the, I think the difference is be- who's better is that like if you'd give John Carpenter a budget, he could make something pretty great or he used to be able to. Whereas like I feel like if you the more money you give Tobe Hooper, the worse the thing is he's going to make, you know. Well, what is well, Tobe Hooper died, right? Or is he still alive? He died like two years ago. He died something. a couple of years yeah. ago. But did he yeah. do anything recently? Probably, but it was terrible, you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think I think he kind of blew his wad there with Texas mm. Chainsaw, one yeah. and two. I don't even think three. Mm. I don't even know if he directed three. So they, uh, the the cops respond to the property. Violent argument between two women. They found Rita's body inside the home, headless, her headless body, mm. and they found her daughter in the front yard of a neighbor's home, covered in blood. Mm. Uh, Detective Superintendent Brett McFadden said, while police are trained to respond to all types of situations, there's no getting away from the fact that this was a horrific attack. It's up there with one of the most significant horrific scenes my police department has ever had to deal with. I mean, if you think about it, like in Australia, what are they, you know, what are they, the typical calls? Like boomerang incident, boomerang attack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bogan's drunk on Foster's trying to bugger koalas. Like, it's nothing serious. Wallaby poaching. Yeah, wallaby you know? poaching. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like, nothing serious. And all of a sudden, 
something like this happens. Yeah. Um, police officers attained the scene have been offered professional support. Uh, several crime scenes have been established inside the family home. Rita had suffered extensive injuries as the mother. They understand at this stage that a number of knives were used during the course of the incident. And this is my favorite part. All right, miss, so you say your husband attacked you? That's right, he broke my boomerang. (laughs) Now it's just a stick. (laughs) That's like a typical call. That's like a 911 call. call, (laughs) I like this part, though, where they're like, a number of knives were used during the attack. And then he's like, I'm not able to specify what kind of knives they were at this stage. It's like, come on. Yeah. A fucking Bowie knife. Yeah, try. Do they you have know? any other knives in Australia? I've seen Crocodile <laughs> oh. Dundee. They have those big fucking Bowie knives. That's it. That's yeah. pretty much it. They don't have like butter knives. Butterfly knives. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> Switchblades. No, she killed her yeah. with a Bowie knife. Yeah. Um, he confirmed that a young boy at the crime scene was taken to a child's hospital with a minor head injury. You and, know, when my biological grandmother died and we went, we had to go through her house to see if there were, she had money. Um, she had a sock full of knives. A sock? Full yeah. of like pocket knives? Full of knives. knives. All sorts of knives. Did she have any porn? No. Oh, would that have been but she weird? had a lot of clipped, like, clipped out news articles about JFK Jr. I don't know if that counts. I think that counts, that counts. as porn for that old women. I'm not sure, but I think it does. My, uh, yeah. When my grandmother died, my father and my uncle went to the house to kind of to you know, mm. clean out her belongings, and they found so much money just like in the most random areas, mm. like shoved behind like floor, like underneath floorboards, mm. like it, like I don't know if that's a depression era thing to do, but my dad said like at the end of the day they had like twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, it was crazy, just like yeah. hiding cash all the way around the house. You know, maybe no, it's this like a, bro- this broad was broke. I uh, tore that shit apart. Couldn't find anything. <laughs> I thought at least find like an old wedding ring or something. Pocket for drug money. Yeah, of course. You know. <laughs> um, so this child was taken to the hospital with a minor head injury. He's lucky he still has his head, actually. Uh, but now he's being cared for by his family. Uh, cops allege that Rita was killed by her daughter in the kitchen of their family home where they both lived uh, before the 25-year-old carried her decapitated head two houses along the road. Neighbors had, meanwhile, had rushed outside to help Rita because they heard screaming during this violent mm. argument. But instead, they're confronted by a woman's head on the footpath, which has to be, you know, somewhat unsettling. I think it's funny that uh, neighbors even give a shit what's going on next door. <laughs> like, I, I mean, mm. you know, I've noticed uh, the past probably two weeks on a on a nightly basis i live next door to like a, it's yeah. like a building i call it the tenement but it's like a building yeah. of studio apartments yeah this woman and her boyfriend get in like the most violent arguments every yeah. night hmm. and i think that the most hmm. i really the, like the i guess the the most reaction that i have hmm. is to put my head out the window and be like shut the fuck up hmm. <laughs> which i find really funny because yeah. then they both yell at you usually how do these people get away with this I don't know. Like I get in the one thing where I get brutally beaten and attacked and stabbed over the course of four hours, and they never forget it. You know, the people who own the building still send me letters about it to this day. It was years ago. God, they do it every night. Let it go. Every night they're they're screaming at each other, and I don't know. I mean, if I lived next door, I would definitely say, I mean, I would definitely Mm. call the landlord. Mm. But I don't know. I mean, it's like, you know, in this country, it's like people just don't give a shit about each other. Yeah. You know, it's like, who cares? But apparently in, uh, in Australia, 
they'd be like, oh, you know, we're gonna run over there and uh, go help the neighbor. Instead, they find the they find her head on the footpath. Did she? Ha- Do you think she had like a cool line, like when they found her, like? Mother always told me it's hard for a woman in this world to get ahead. <laughs> I guess she was wrong. <laughs> you know? Like, you got to have something like that. You got to have some kind of thing like that, you know? Well, it says here that yeah. she... So she carried the head mm. to her neighbor's house. Yeah. And then she just left it on the footpath, which I'm assuming is like a, I don't know, a sidewalk or whatever. Yeah. And uh, then she walked <laughs> to her neighbor, and she knocked on the door because... Uh, the, the neighbor said he, he heard a knock on his door. He answered the door, and she's just standing there on his porch covered in blood. And she, she says, I think I killed my mom. Yeah. That was a, but in that Australian accent? Yeah. I think I killed my mom. See, that's how you know she's crazy, because she didn't have a cool, funny line about it. She should have. I think what she should have done is mm. waited for the cops to show up and then mm. do the line. Yeah, that's true. Dramatic effect. And throw the head. You yeah. Know? Like, ah, yeah. Great. <laughs> uh, she asked him to phone the police, uh, saying that she killed his mom. Her mom. And he described Rita as a lovely lady, and he feels sorry for her because she was so nice. Hmm. Uh, but now he's got a fucking story for all of his friends and coworkers. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, when that Jessica, guy never has to pay for another drink ever yeah, again. Fuck no. You'd know, be able yeah. to entertain yeah. the whole bar. Yep. Um, when Jessica appeared in court after being charged with murder, her lawyer said she had significant mental health issues. Um, she told the court that she'd been injured during the attack and was unable to wash herself properly to get all the blood off because she uh, had these plastic mittens on and couldn't move her fingers. Mm. Uh, she told the judge that she had a number of conditions, including bi- uh, bipolar disorder, anxiety, and border autism. Mm. Yeah. So there you go. Killed her mother. And watches uh, horror films. I'm surprised her mother, who knew that she had all these mental health issues, would be like, yeah, I'm cool, showing like extreme violence to my kid. Well, it's her kid's an adult, you know. I guess, but I mean, at that point, if you're living with her and she's like got violent tendencies and she's obsessed with Texas Chainsaw. But how do you know she has violent tendencies? Well, I'm sure she must have done something in the past. Maybe. I mean, do you go from just like... I mean, they they had to have had arguments that escalated into, uh, you know, like, well, this obviously escalated into a beheading, but yeah, must have had some problems in the past, but Jesus. God, they should, like... Jesus. Yeah, they should start off on, like, the, I don't know, the lighter horror movies, like uh, Scream or something. Yeah, the burbs. You know? Yeah, the burbs. And maybe do the burbs. I think she'd be yeah. fine with that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what do you have here for the second story? Well, one of my favorites, uh, sent from Heather... This got her last name, but I'm not going to say her last name. That's good. Um, I could tell you it's an Irish last name, oh. but that's all I'll tell you. All right. um, <clears throat> thank you, Heather. This is about a clown. Okay. Ooh, good yeah. old clown story. Clown starts violent brawl on cruise ship as passengers use plates for weapons. <laughs> yeah. Like plates with cream pies on them or just plates? I would hope so. And yeah. not the sexual cream pies, hopefully. Ooh, yeah, definitely you know? not. Well, so, maybe not till later. Yeah. You know, I, wa- I watched uh, uh, recently a commercial of the Hordak Slime Pit, hmm. which was basically just some kind of cream pie, bukkake, like, get ready for adulthood, because this is what it's going to be like. Is the Slime Pit just <laughs> like, 
like a device, like a shoebox or something like a It's box. like a dinosaur. It's like the skull of a T-Rex that Bukaki's semen on top of a person. <laughs> so the person's just got to lay in the thing and just yeah. like just squirts the semen yeah. on them. Yeah, and it's like in the commercial, like Spike Orr, who's a guy covered in spikes, you might imagine, gets caught in the thing. And then Hordak is like, aha, Spike Orr, now you're my slave. <laughs> and then the and then the fucking dinosaur had barf semen all over him. And that's how he knows he's his cum slave. It's like what is going on? Did Barbie Why? have one of those things? Barbie did not. Oh. But did... I can tell you that I also realized that a lot of my sexuality comes from a um Canadian sketch comedy show called You Can't Do That on Television. Oh, I remember that one where they yeah. put the slime on you. They poured the slime. They had every episode had sketches like in a dungeon and like with people tied to like an uh, uh, a pole about to be executed by firing squad, and then the chick would like dress up like Wonder Woman and get tied to train tracks, and then they, you know, spill fucking slime all over. Why? It was, I was like, a, I was, it was talking, like, what is going on? I was talking to somebody about this this yeah. show the other day. Mm. What I guess caused <laughs> the slime to fall on you? Like, was it a word that you said? Like, what what prompted? Yeah, that? it was. I don't. It was like. One of the words was water. I think if you said water, you got water. If you said, I don't know, they slimed you. Then you get you. slimed you. Okay, yeah. then you'd be slimed. Did mm. they know the slime? Like, was that something that was like improv? Mm. Like, was it improvisational so. or was it like scripted that you're going to get slimed? It was scripted. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that girl with the black curly hair. Moose, that was her name. Yeah, yeah. I wanted her to fucking break me in half. I did. I was into when her. I, was a kid. I, I, I didn't even know what sex either. was. I still wanted her to break me in half. I was into her too, and when she yeah. was slimed, I was kind of into it. Oh yeah, yeah and she had that weird. other chick that she like always kind of abused. The ones with the short hair. The oh one yeah, with the short... yeah, Lisa. Lisa, that was yeah. <laughs> we got to shut up about this stuff now that we have like younger listeners who will literally have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, no, because like, they're gonna. Start I can't go on like a like any more like fifteen minute rants about Judith Light. You know, we got to cut that shit out because people don't yeah. people don't recognize this stuff. But you can't do that on television. Was well now? Don't they bring that shit back now? Sometimes I don't think they'll ever bring that back because that was pretty niche. You know, hmm. I mean, it was a Canadian sketch comedy show. You know, for children. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a lot right there, yeah, people. I remember that. All right. Families feared for their lives, for their lives, D, as chaos erupted on the P&O Britannia cruise following a boozy patriotic party where large amounts of alcohol were consumed. It's and that's one of those things where I don't know if they should be saying were or was. It's hard to... Yeah, I think um, It's amounts... Were no, that's correct. That's grammatically oh, correct. Consumed? Thank you. Mm. Yep. Th this is basically the same plot as the Poseidon Adventure, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Ernest Borgnine wore a clown suit. I remember uh -huh, that. That's right. Yeah. yeah. A passenger dressed in a clown outfit sparked a massive brawl on a P and O cruise. I don't know what P and O is, but uh, it's an English yeah. weird thing. Yeah, which left several staff members injured. The huge foat, foat. The huge, the huge phobe. The huge fight no, broke fight. out on board a P&O Britannia cruise with families running to hide, as passengers reportedly used plates as weapons. <laughs> Old-fashioned food fight with plates. 
<laughs> Why not use forks or knives? Yeah. I guess plates would be better because they just smash, you know? Yeah. And you could whip them like a saucer. Yeah. P- pie people, you know, cream pie. Some people. Wow. <laughs> There's definitely some um, cream pie action going absolutely. on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, emergency services were called to the ship's 16th floor restaurant on two, at 2 a.m. on Friday morning. Uh, paramedics tendered to injured staff who tried to control the massive fight that erupted between passengers. Why you would do that, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's just like let a great go. T- that's like a great time to take a smoke break, is what that is. Just lock know? the doors so, yeah. so it doesn't you know, spread to other areas of the ship and just let them yes. fight to the death. Exactly. The guests allegedly threw plates and furniture at each other, and there was blood everywhere. Wow. The fight broke out following a patriotic black tie event. I don't know why I'm saying that like a British person. Um, on board the cruise ship on Thursday evening with large amounts of alcohol consumed. According to a witness at the scene, passengers were upset after one guest dressed up as a clown. <laughs> despite this ship's no fancy dress code. Wait, okay. This is what confused me about this mm. story. It's an English cruise. Mm-hmm. Right? Didn't it like take off from like Southampton or something? Something like that, yeah. yeah so it's an English cruise. So mm-hmm. this is this term fancy dress doesn't yeah. mean that so this sounds like it was a fancy, mm-hmm. you know, black tie affair no, that's going on. But it fancy said no dress, fancy dress code. But I would think fancy dress is like, all right, I'll wear a tuxedo. But no, mm-hmm. fancy dress means like dressing up as like you know, strawberry shortcake or something, or a clown in this case. Well, not necessarily, but the British um, do have a history of thinking clowns are fancy, you know, like, oh, there's, you know, there's a clown here. I should really straighten my tie kind of thing, you know, Put a, adjust my monocle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, this guy was like, it's a black yeah. tie affair. Everyone's having yeah. this like, you know, fancy, you know, elegant dining experience. I'm just going to show up dressed as like Krusty the Clown. Uh, it doesn't say what kind of clown, and oh. I couldn't find a picture either. Pennywise? Very, very upsetting. I'm thinking like Pagliacci for some reason, you know? Because that's like a... <laughs> I never would have thought that. That's like a fancy... Maybe. That's a fancy clown, you know what that I mean? Is, that is a fancy clown. Like if you just like saw Pennywise. fucking Bozo the Clown, you'd be like, all right, I'm fine with, you know, business casual. You know, <laughs> but if I saw Pagliacci up in the motherfucker, I'd be like, oh, shit, I should get like some nice shiny shoes or something, you know, or Jesus. Puddles Pity Party. Yeah, you know that, guy? <laughs> that guy. Yeah, he's fancy, you know, but if I was at this event, I would think, mm. oh, OK, I guess this is the entertainment. We're going to have a clown perform for us. I would. <laughs> That's probably what I would think so, too. I would try to attack him. If he didn't at any point start singing opera, I would definitely attack him. But if you know, yeah, I mean, it's, I would yeah, initially be under your assumption. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I guess if no. he started singing like land down under multiple right. times, then I might attack him. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I don't know. I don't understand mm. what, pro- what provoked this guy, what triggered the dude. Uh, you know what it is? Drunken Englishman is what that is. Yeah. Nothing. Well, a fart could trigger drunken Englishman. That's true. Yeah. His passengers attire apparently upset some of the guests. <laughs> Were they yeah. just scared of clowns? Uh, yeah, no, I think it's just one of those things where they're just like rowdy gents, rowdy lads, you know, maybe, who knows? Fucking clown here. Who yeah. invited the fucking clown? Yeah. Fuck you, mate. Next thing you know, fucking brawl. 
One witness who was part of a group involved in the trouble explained to staff that things kicked off when another... Okay, we know that. Um, this upset one of their party when they saw the clown because they'd specifically booked a cruise with no fancy dress. <laughs> Wait, God, this must have been such a chavvy fucking cruise. <laughs> <laughs> so what does that mean like no cosplay oh, hey y'all dressed up fancy and like and we're, we're wearing you know a fucking spot united shirt or whatever the fuck you know what i mean well, like they're I, they I get upset about it they get mad about it yeah what, what, hmm. i think with fancy dress i'm thinking like that's costumes right like a costume fancy dress is fucking tuxedos right well that's what we say but oh. in england at least uh, i think in this story they explain like when it says like oh it's a fancy dress party it means a costume party okay so i think what happened is this yeah. guy's like i booked this ticket and it purposely said no cosplay no costumes and then this guy comes out dressed up in a clown costume and he just loses it wow that's really okay. funny. What would have happened if you yeah. like dressed up as fucking like Alf or something? Yeah, or like Gizmo, the Gizmo, Gremlin. the Gremlin. <laughs> or oh, I was told there'd be no Gremlins on this cruise. <laughs> it's it's weird yeah. too that he like you know when he was booking the ticket and reading about mm. like the Carnival cruise ship, it's like oh, okay, no fancy dress mm. allowed. Okay, this is for me then. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm fine with this. I'm not going to see a costume. No clowns. Yeah. You know, no okay, fucking so yeah, Garfield costumes or anything. No. no, they don't like that. Yeah, okay, you're right. It says in the United Kingdom, fancy dress means wearing a costume. Yeah, that's... <laughs> what a bunch of idiots. Well, Learn I read that to, story you know, and I looked it up. Like, who cares? I, yeah. I mean, I would assume that it, the clown was the entertainment for the evening instead of Was just, it like they upset that they didn't, you know? I, I don't bring, know. It's like, bring their own costume. Like, oh, I could have brought my, you know fucking seven from stranger things costume but i didn't because i thought there was no fancy dress no yeah, i'm gonna glass you, you oh, know? maybe that's what triggered him mm. is because no one mm. else had the costume mm. well scuffle know. soon turned violent after guests started began throwing objects at each other within reach <laughs> and members of staff frantically tried to stop the chaos what if he showed up in like an austin powers outfit would that have been cool I don't know how they feel about that over there. Uh, or is that just you know, even worse? They probably because it's think the it's great. James Bond. No, they probably like it. Yeah. They I would have just gone up. straight full Boris Johnson. Yeah. With clown makeup. Right. I'd love that. It was, uh, I don't know what any of this has to do with patriotism or something, <laughs> but whatever. You know, I guess you can't sing, you know, God Save the Queen if there's a clown. Was hanging this like, around was this you know? a bnp cruise like the british national party or something i don't know like it just sounds like it's a mm. bunch of like british nationalists are having mm. like a brexit celebration cruise and then mm. some joker comes in a clown suit and next thing you know it's like mm. we're fighting well it's i mean it's disrespectful to all the uh the british veterans who lost their lives fighting the napoleonic clown wars <laughs> oh, in, yeah. in portugal so that's really what, 1782 yeah. yeah that's right they did that and you know very oof. disrespectful to mock those heroes right yeah <laughs> uh 
<laughs> so yeah, the uh, the ship reached its final leg of a week long cruise to Norway's fjords. <laughs> so what? One question here before yeah. we move on. Mm. So the guy got upset and attacked mm. the clown. Did the clown have a party of other clowns, or is he just fighting everyone? Like, is he I by think himself? a bunch of people started fucking f- fighting with each other. I wouldn't be surprised if the clown sustained no damage. <laughs> Because that's that 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 runs very similarly to what happens in the Napoleonic Clown Wars. Um, I think it's like it's like oh, I'm gonna kill that clown, and somebody else is like, "Don't you leave that clown alone? I'll kill you." You know, like I think that's actually what happened, probably. Do you think he just, shook the guy's hand and it just buzzed him, and he was just like, yeah. "That's it, <laughs> we're, we're fighting." <laughs> Sprayed him with a flower. Sprayed him. <laughs> oh, you know, classic. It's like a Laurel and Hardy yeah. episode. It's or a something. classic vaudeville soccer hooligan <laughs> brawl, you know, all the time. Uh, stop the violence, people! Yeah, please stop the violence. Yeah. So um, there was blood everywhere. Somebody tweeted, and uh, violent late night brawl in the buffet uh, left staff who intervened injured. Passengers used furniture and plates as weapons. Witnesses said they were frightened. They had to hide. Family groups fought. So it's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, the buffet is perfect. Mm. Think how much stuff you could throw at each other. Yeah, you could really, really. Yeah, you could do some damage. Yeah. Yeah. And probably this, get a crew is, is this how the British people respond to cosplay? <laughs> <laughs> no fancy dress. Yeah. yeah. I explicitly <laughs> stated no fancy dress. Oh God. My God. Yeah. Wow. A uh, comic book fan dressed up as Nightwing was beaten to death today. Um, <laughs> so right. what happened? How did it end? Well, um, the, they disembarked. The matter is in the hands of the police. People were injured. Um, yeah, people were being escorted by the police once they land. Uh, people were limping. Wow. God. Yeah. So apparently like the-, the majority of the people on board were perfectly civilized. It was ruined by a few drunk idiots. God, these clown yeah. haters. Yeah. Man, so much prejudice in this world. I know. They're just trying to bring laughter is all they're doing. That's all they're trying to do. When is this, when is this going to stop? Yeah. You know, we really need to just heal, come together. <laughs> yeah, you know? we need to heal the yeah. divide is what we need to do between just Englishmen, do. English nationalists, <laughs> and clowns. And clowns. <laughs> just heal the divide between the B&P party yeah. And clowns. We're just yeah. there for your amusement. Right. Man. I mean, the problem is always with the flowers, the reconciliatory <laughs> flowers. <laughs> well, that's it. That's They're thing, never just flowers. That's the problem. Well, you the know? clowns can't resist. Yeah, yeah. You know, a, a, ch- yeah. a chance for some comedy. <laughs> yeah. Comedic release. No so. pun intended. Yeah, so everyone was shocked. Medical teams tended to the staff who's, who, you know, tried to break up the fight, which... Don't do that, you know? If you're yeah. making like 12 pounds an hour or whatever, don't break up. Who cares? You know, let them no, the, fuck you each know, other up. Have you ever Jesus. been on a cruise like that? No, and, I know you were, You have, right? When I was on the time. cruise in Norwegian yeah. Sky, it's like, I swear to God, they the ship went mm. to like the Philippines and just took a bunch of natives because mm. all the people there were, were, uh, were Filipino. Like all the people. So I imagine those guys are getting paid like, I don't know, a dollar or maybe not even get paid anything. Yeah. So they can go back. They're like working off their indentured servitude. So fuck no, I wouldn't try to break up a fight. Yeah. 
You know, I would be mm-hmm. like, here's a cream pie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just passing it to him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So that was, so that uh, was what it? happened. Investigations are ongoing. So wow. there you go. Yeah. Hey, it's better than catching like dysentery and having violent diarrhea, you know? Yeah, and then having the ship flooded with diarrhea. Yeah, which tends yeah. to happen. And then they end up like, yeah. you know, uh, forcing the ship to be quarantined and you can't even dock mm. and you're stuck on diarrhea yeah. ship with like 300 yeah. people that you hate. Yep. You know, at least they get off. I, you know, I tip my hat off. My, I'm taking my, my hats off to you, mm. clown man. Mm. It's, a, it's a courageous fellow right there mm. to go clown a bunch of English, drunk Englishmen. <laughs> Get away I with tip it. my my French Piero Harlequin <laughs> cap to you, sir. Uh, people send your story mm-hmm. sickerrunpodcast gmail.com. We have phone calls coming up next. You can call the Sickerong Hotline. Your family can call the Sickerong Hotline. Your children can call the Sickerong Hotline at 323-522-4032. And we might play the message as long as it's under three minutes. You know, we don't always play it. But anyway, yep. we got some good uh we got a couple first time callers coming up. But first Here's a a word from Adam and Eve. It's butt plug month on adamandeve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, the first call is from uh, one of my favorite callers here. Waxer. Waxer. Very outspoken individual. I bet you Waxer hates clowns. You yeah, I so? can see it. Yeah, I bet you Waxer would fucking punch a clown in the face. I feel like he would only be violent towards a clown. Yeah. Good morning, second wrong. I trust you're well. I haven't been on the show for a bit. Uh, just been doing stuff in the background, you know how it goes, but I've been listening in. And while listening in, I listened to the episode that you put out regarding how people seem to create their own names for themselves in the vain hope that they'll be adopted by yourselves and by the uh, fellow audience. And I heard a few people sort of ringing in around that afterwards. Well, there does seem to be a bit of a trend these days. You notice that? Where what? people call in, they're like, give me a nickname. Or you give me a nickname. Or then, yeah. or they're like, or oh, I call myself this. It's like, we don't give a shit. Use your real name. Use a fake name. I don't really give yeah. a fuck. I'm it's starting to become to a say. fetish. It's almost a fetish at this point. It is. It's kind of a fetish. Like, I think yeah. they get off on the name, the creative <laughs> monikers that we come up with. But it's yes. almost more work for us. Yeah, it is work. You know, so it's like, I don't really give a shit. Maybe we'll start coming up with like names like diarrhea or something or, you know, <laughs> like, uh, I don't yeah. know, pink sock. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to come up with now, but I mean, we're not going to give you cute, funny nicknames anymore. It's going to be uh, gross canker, medical terms. Canker tongue, you know, <laughs> that's what we'll call canker it. Canker sore. Yeah. The next verse is going to be called canker sore. Yeah. Uh, anyway. You could argue that I'm self-appointed. However, my name, Waxer, originates back in the 1950s. Uh, and when I was born in the 70s, I started getting called it by my dad for a number of reasons, but primarily because of the amount of earwax that I've got and also because I collect a lot of records. 
Um, you're so on thin ice, Waxer. You're almost. You're very close to me. Just renaming you Canker Tongue. All right. So keep it under control. Come on, boil. Um, <laughs> this guy, the this guy, though that that nickname or whatever is something from his family. And if people call him that, and he wants to call him, be like, yeah, my name's Waxer. It's like, fine, we'll call you Waxer. I don't care. Yeah, I think he was already like called that on Facebook yeah. or something anyway. Yeah, so so it's, sure, why not? It's normal. So there you go. So it's not really self-appointed in my case, but that's what everybody knows me as. Anyway, moving swiftly on. I've got my own kind of pet name for you guys, right? Pet names, should I say. And I was thinking we should really turn this on its head because you need to have your own pet names as anointed by the audience. Well, All right, we're calling you canker tongue. Yeah. <laughs> fucker. Yeah. <laughs> well, Harrison, I've always referred to you as the gorgeous mongrel, which I feel is an appropriate <laughs> and fitting term. However, sure. D, old son, I'm unsure about you. Um, there are a number of terms I'm sure the audience can, can think of for you. Oh, yeah. Get this, let's give this to the audience, please. I'm sure hook-nosed Jew is going to be the first thing that comes out. Um, gorgeous mongrel is not bad. Shekel Goblin comes yeah, to Shekel, mind. Shekel Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gorgeous yeah. mongrel, the Shekel Goblin. <laughs> Something that would be maybe descriptional and abusive in equal terms in one phrase. I'll leave that to the audience. Shekel Goblin. However, Harrison, you'll always be gorgeous and always be a mongrel. That's the first reason I'm calling. Second reason I'm calling is... I've just started a new job and in this job I have to spend a certain amount of time in the office and when you're in an office around a load of people there's obviously protocol you have to follow and be polite and so on and so forth. However, I tend to be quite direct and what I find is people dance around subjects without actually dealing with them and even though they might disagree with people they try and do it in such a polite way and it's all so lovely and unicorns and rainbows. But what I really want to do is say, listen, you fucking 24-carat cardboard cutout cunts. You're a wanker. Get out. But obviously, I can't do that. So my question to you is, being as you've got office experience, how do I deal with people in a way that means I won't lose my job? And I guess that's it for today. Peace out. Well, that's a good question there. Yeah. You know, that, like, that so is... he wants to be able to be... Kitty, kitty, you know, giving people names at work without getting fired, right? Is that what he's saying? Well, no, I think it, it's what he wants to do is try to how to ha how to be patient without just like losing it oh, on I your see. coworkers and being like, you know, mm. completely honest with them. You're a fucking cunt and you're mm. insipid mm. and I hate you and stop, you know, making coffee mm. before I get in the kitchen. You mm. know, it's like, and that is tough. It's very tough. I remember. I I'm not the type of person that would just go and belittle someone, you yeah. know, to their face. Yeah. Um, I'd just wait to do it on a podcast. But the way that I remember when uh, I before I started working in my current company where I work now, I was working from home for three years. So when I started going the comp, you know, going into an office, it was such an adjustment. And like you were off for what two years? You're unemployed for two oh, yeah. years. Two years, yeah. And it's it's tough because then you gotta mm. you have to deal with all those annoying office personalities that have all been you know mm. made into caricatures on NBC's The Office, but you you can't you have to be patient. So it yeah there's there's ways you can do it. I found in, over my life, um, if you work in if you're either working as an IT person or a creative, 
you have way more leeway to be a fucking surly son of a bitch. A real yeah, asshole. IT guys definitely can. Yeah, you can do it. And they're just like, well, that's what, that's just the way they are, you know? Um, it also helps if people like you, you know? If people yeah. like you, you get a lot more leeway to do whatever, you know? Yeah, and, and they're kind of used to it. You know, you know what's yeah. funny? There's a guy that uh, started at my company with the same exact name as me, first and last name. Yeah. Same name. And it caused like a, a whirlwind of confusion for the IT mm. department because they're trying to figure out how to put you into the system and all that. Mm. Um, but anyway, some girl the other day, uh, like, because I, I, you know, I maintain the tools that I manage, I'm product manager for them. And so I have to go deal with people when they have problems. And this other day, the other day, this uh, coordinator was like, you know, there's another guy with the same name as you. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I heard about that guy. She's like, have you met him? And I was like, no, actually, I haven't met him yet, but I heard about him. She's like, what if he's the complete opposite of you, like cheerful, and he wears white all the time? <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. I just kind of looked at her. I was like, I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. Yeah. <laughs> but then that made me think, do people, because I do pretty much wear, I don't really wear any other colors. Mm. I think I have a blue shirt, but I pretty much wear black all the time. And so that means if she says, this guy's the opposite, he's cheerful, they must just think I'm just like this you know, curmudgingly, curmudgingly old goth of the office or something. Sure, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. What well, I mean, it basically, so it depends on where you work, but sometimes you can get that reputation just by not, you know, going up to people and be like, hey, Steve, working hard or hardly working, you know? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> sometimes that'll just get you a reputation. I mean, I'm generally friendly, but I don't go to like office activities. I don't do any right. extracurricular office activities. Yeah. And I rarely go out of my way to talk to anybody unless I have to. Also, that's a dumb thing. To, you know what I mean? Because your actual name is a pretty like... Common name. Generic white person name. Yeah, you yeah, know? definitely. It's like, oh, there's another John Thompson? Amazing. Yeah, which, you know, no, it's not amazing. It's really yeah, it's, unamazing. I've known like, you know, <laughs> yeah. personally, I've known like three other... People yeah. with the same name as me. So it's not yeah. that big of a deal. Mm. But it's hard not to like mm. to bite your tongue and not just, you know, completely just, you know, mm. excoriate this person. You know, we had a meeting where it was like they were like changing, reorganizing in some way that made zero sense. So there were like new people on a larger team, which is like people I'll never, ever see again. And they were like, go around the room and say a fun fact or something. And... And they were going around. I don't know. I said rent some random thing about myself. And then it was like one person had a had a fun fact that was like they won the the truck from Good Burger in a contest. And then, but it wasn't street legal, so they kept it on their their uh, curb for a while, and it got infested with bees. And I'm like, that's the greatest. That's great. That's a great fact. And then the guy who runs the whole department, like the VP of like interactive whatever, is like. As a child, I saw dead people. <laughs> and <laughs> what? Yeah. He was like, I would see, you know, as a child, I'd, I'd see people and I'd be like, like, ghosts? like, hey, who's that girl in the pajamas? And they'd be like, there's no one here. What are you talking about? And he's like, as I got older, it got less and less and I don't see them anymore. What is he? The kid from the sixth sense? Yes. Or he's something? A, yes. Apparently. <clears throat> oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, no, wait, and I was like, this like is like the a, weirdest meeting I've ever had. He's yeah. like senior leadership, though, this yeah. guy. Well, I yeah. I would be concerned about that, dude. 
<laughs> if he shows up at work in a clown suit, run and yeah. hide. <laughs> I will run. <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. How, no. I don't know how to, to maintain your demeanor at work without yeah. freaking out on people. Mm. I mean, I guess you think about it, you don't want to lose your job. What I typically do is picture them naked, which I tend to do every now and then, laugh about that, or I crop dust them later. I don't know mm. if you've ever done that. Just walk by their cubicle and just kind of like walking by, making your errands, just crop dusting. No, I don't do that. It's a good revenge if you hate yeah. the person. Mm. I mean, you're not going to call someone a cunt to their face at work. No. Because you're going to get fired. So just crop dust them. It's a passive aggressive maneuver. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Try that, waxer. Um, next call here. This is a... Uh, or go to work, you know... For the whopping longshoremen, you know, where you <laughs> well, can then, say whatever. Yeah, then you can say whatever the fuck you yeah. want. <laughs> I don't know. Be a fireman or something. You. Yeah. All right. Next call here is uh, from a librarian. Mm. It's a new listener. Hey, guys. Uh, like a newish listener, but not really. It's been about a year. Anyway. Um, yeah, I got to tell you. Based on your intro to that call, if it had been a male librarian, I would have quit the show. <laughs> I would have just felt like I quit. I'm done. I'm what not do doing this anymore. Librarian. I don't know. But for some reason, I, I realized I was expecting a female librarian. And if it wasn't a female, I would be so upset and disappointed. I might quit the show. <laughs> that is such a stereotype, yeah. but it's true. Yeah, it is true. Yeah. It's just weird mm -hmm. to think of a male librarian. Yeah. Anyway. They exist. You just nope. don't want to hear from them. They Who do. Cares? I, I just they don't want to say. think about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Because that's like the thing that I guess people are doing now is we're not dating names. But um, I have a story for you. Wait a second. Did you just hear what she said? She said we're not. No, I don't. I don't. She, we're not Gucci Mane. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, she said I'd leave you my name, but that's a thing. Oh. We're not. You're giving names. Yeah. So that's the thing we're doing. No, we're not doing that. You just uh, tell yeah. us your fucking name. Yeah, I'll make something we, up. Yeah, come on. We'll make, it, it, maybe we won't. Maybe you'll just be Sasha forever. Who knows? I don't it know. Just, we don't, you know, don't say your full name unless you want your full name on the show. And if you don't say it, we're not going to share it. We'll share your first name, not your full name. We're going to call you a virus or something. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. We're, you, we you got to just, just come up with your own thing, okay? Yeah. Hemorrhoid? There's no policy. We don't have an official yeah. policy. I'm a librarian, and I used to work in a public library. So I have a lot of stories about colorful people that come into the library. Um, and I'm and the different kinds of shits they take in the bathroom. Yeah, I can imagine. Mm. We've had we've had a couple calls like that in the mm. past. Mm. You know, public libraries. Have you ever been to the public library here? The one in Los Feliz? Or yeah, the, the one downtown. <coughs> the big one. Oh, yeah, that one's great. It's cool. Yeah, that it's great. Mm. But in San Francisco, when you go to the mm. one there, it's like they allow all homeless people just to come mm. and hang out and they won't even <laughs> kick them out unless they do something like like if they're you know yeah. shooting up in public they'll do that right. or masturbating but homeless people can watch <laughs> porn and they're not going to kick them out so it's kind of like i was talking to a friend of mine yeah. who uh i used to work with that that now apparently his job is mm. he's just filing books and i don't know it's kind of sad actually but mm. whatever maybe he's happy but he's filing books because he doesn't want to work in the corporate world anymore. And I was like, so what's the San Francisco library like these days? He's mm. like, it's pretty much just like, if you could think about, 
you know, uh, uh, the personification of SARS and AIDS. That's mm. what it is. Mm. And I was just like, God, <laughs> it's just terrible. But yeah, he, he was saying, he's like, yeah. he, there's tons of homeless people and you can't do anything mm. about it. Like they can stink they do whatever, but if they start fighting or cause a disruption, then they kick them out. I imagine it as like that big settlement at the beginning of Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's like more that. or less what it is. Yeah, okay. That a patron got in a fight with another patron in our bathroom. Now, the backstory: uh, one of the patrons was a regular. He obviously was a little off. Um, I had had a lot of runs with him. He liked to come in during my desk shift and sit and talk with me a long time about and try to flirt with me at the reference desk and I was like yeah not interested buddy hmm. see that's that's rough because yeah. you're a captive audience at that point yeah that is that's kind of uh, whack to do so, you know, that's why I don't like hit on bartenders and stuff you know yeah because they're doing their it's job like, yeah it's, it seems like uncouth you know I, I just feel like, like waitresses or bartenders yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. you can yeah. do that if you mm. develop a relationship, if you cultivate mm. a relationship. So it's mm. like if you're, mm. you know, you go to a bar three times a week, you hang out at the bar, and then eventually mm. you guys become friends, then maybe it would work. But it's the worst when you go to a bar for the first time and the, and the girl smiles at you mm. because she's polite and wants a tip. Right. That's why, the, yeah. They but talk to you because they're good bartenders because they're supposed to talk to people, you know? It's like, come on, guys. I just feel bad for this girl because she's just doing her job, and here's this mm. asshole who's just sitting right. there like trying to hit on her and talk to her and she's just she can't do anything because she can't leave the desk it's the worst well she's like one of our regulars and it's like if you're a regular at a library, library. Something, something's going on yeah i don't know what it is but it's something not good somewhere on the uh, autism yeah. spectrum yeah. right um and he did that with a lot of staff members so he was a little weird um and you just have to like politely decline his weirdness anyway um this happened a night that I wasn't working, uh, thank goodness. But uh, anyways, he was in the bathroom and another patron had come into the bathroom to use it. And, uh, oh yeah, side story, he has this weird thing about people looking at him. So he had even done it to me where he was like, why are you looking at me like that? Are you like- Don't look at me! <laughs> look away! <laughs> like, Jesus. Like, what? <laughs> Like, why are you looking at me? So th this guy's definitely on the spectrum. You know, it's like his his mother probably is like, I'll just drop mm. him off the library mm. for a few mm. hours so I can have some fucking peace. Yeah. And next thing you know, this this mm. uh, caller here has to babysit him. Yeah. But you can't look at him. Mm. With me, and I had to kind of talk him off the ledge and be like, no, um, I'm, everything's cool, man. Uh, mm. No hostility here. So anyway. Dude, if you had a, if you were working at a place like that and you had some guy that was obviously like, I don't know, autistic or something, and he came in and was just like, "Is that guy looking at me?" Wouldn't you be making up all all kinds of scenarios? Yes. Oh my god, I wouldn't even be able to resist. Mm. I mean, I'd be like, "I think that person's a reptilian, and they're looking at your penis. Mm. I think they want your penis." And I, mean, I just, I yeah. mean, who's gonna who's who's gonna do anything? Yeah. Although I guess the person might come back, come back and murder people there, but that is a your very fault. good possibility. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not your fault. Mm. No. He's in the bathroom, and another patron comes in, and he does the whole "Why are you looking at me?" thing. <laughs> and what happens is, is that they he attacks the patron, 
and they're like rolling around on the floor in the bathroom fighting. And when this is happening, a third patron walks in and sees what's happening. And the one patron goes, oh my God, please help. Go, go get someone to help. Well, that patron was not having it and um, walked out of the room and left them to fight. And in the process of them fighting, the weirdo regular bites the patron on the ear of Andrew Holyfield style. Ooh. And mm. it's crazy, and he gets, um, he wrestles him away, he gets out of the library, and then weirdo regular goes back to our adult computers and sits down with blood all over his shirt and gets on the internet to probably look up some weird shit like Sick and Wrong podcast, while the other one is in his car going, oh my god, I should tell them that this person's dangerous, and um, what happened to the fucking ear? I don't know if you bit it off. You just bit it. You but didn't know? didn't Tyson bite off a chunk of Holyfield's ear? I feel like he did. Wow. Mm. God, it, what's crazy too is after something like that happened, the, the the guy you know Rain Man over here has blood all over himself. Mm. Would you be like, it's time to go home? Mm. <laughs> like, you're gonna have to go. You can't be on the computers anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like Jesus, you're scaring all the other patrons. You don't have to go home with the cats they hear. Yeah. You know? God. Yeah. Um, she calls back here mm. for the part part two. Okay, the library is back with the ear biting story. Um, so what had happened was the weirdo regular is at the computers internet surfing and the other guy's in the car and he comes back in and he tells the supervisor, you know, we just got in a fight and this man bit me like call the police. So, I'd get a rabies shot. Yeah, you got to do that. You have to do that. Yeah. You know, get a number of tests. He calls the police, yeah. and the police show up, and they arrest him, and they press charges against him, and the guy had to go to the hospital because he got bit, and, you know, he might have hepatitis. <laughs> and then that guy was banned for, like, a year from the library, but not permanently. Um, anyway, yeah, that was the time that... I bet you, like, she and the other staff were just stoked. Yeah. It's like, now we don't have to deal with that guy. And they're like, just a year? Come on. Although, this is the type of guy that would wear disguises to come back in. Oh, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a patron, a Mike Tyson, a Vander patron, a Vander Holyfield, somebody in our bathroom. Like I said, I have a lot of other stories. Um, maybe I'll call in on another road trip and share them with you both. Uh, I really like the show. By the way, you guys are in desperate need of a fact checker. I end up screaming at my phone at least three times per episode because you guys don't get pop culture references right. There's alternative facts there, Missy. Yeah, which pop culture references? I mean, we get a lot of stuff wrong. I don't feel like pop culture is one of the things we get wrong. Well, pop culture like post-2010 maybe. Oh, yeah, that might be a thing we get wrong. (laughs) No, if it's pop culture from like 1986 to what, like 1996, we've got that down, right? It's like when I started doing heroin, my, my, you know, I I stopped (laughs) really keeping up on things. Um, Yeah, I I missed out on all that stuff, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. in the 2000s. I never yeah. had a TV even. Well, but I mean, also, lady, I mean, I've said this many times. Um, there's nothing funny about two white guys who know everything. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, I mean, the, the, don't sometimes they call that mansplaining? Com- yeah. Sometimes yeah. there's comedy purposes to things. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe get a 
fact checker that is more younger and hipper and relevant right. than the both of you to uh, <laughs> check your stuff. Anyways, love the show, you uh, weirdos. So keep it keep it wrong. Bye. You mispronounced PewDiePie. You mispronounced his name. <laughs> Someone younger yeah. and more. Logan Paul has two brothers, not one brother. Like what? I don't even know what the hell it is we're getting wrong. TikTok you know? is spelled T-I-K-T-O-K, okay? It's like, all right, yeah, sure, we don't know yeah. that stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, half the times we do it for comedic effect. Other The other times it's like... Think about this there, lady. We're probably a lot older than you are. So after, I don't know, decades of drug use, certain portions of our yeah. brain have completely deteriorated. These guys use Twitch instead of Mixer. Yeah. What are they even <laughs> doing? I don't know. Mm. Uh, but right. yeah, I want to hear more librarian stories. I want to know how yeah. many times you've had to kick somebody out for masturbating. <clears throat> right. Yeah, I bet you that's, ha that's happened a lot. How yep. many times have you had to kick somebody out that they smelled so bad it caused mm. a scene? How many bathroom overdoses? Ooh, yeah. How many yeah, bathroom I'd, ODs like have you had? I mm -hmm. guess, what city are you in? That's a good point. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's like if it's in Nebraska mm. or something, mm. you know, probably not too many. No, well, who knows? You never know these days. Yeah, yeah oxycodone. Everyone's doing mm. that. You know? They love it. Oxycontin. Mm. It's the big drug. All right, Fentanyl. well... Uh, well, keep on fact-checking us. That'll be fun. Mm -hmm. So this yeah. next call we have here, I don't even want to give this one an intro. I don't really know what to say about it, so let's just let it go. Hey, y'all. First-time caller, long-time listener. I've been listening since probably episode fucking two when I saw your podcast listed on iTunes and I was just getting into podcasts, and I figured, oh, See, fuck this podcast. This guy sounds like a guy that I could talk at length about you can't do that on television with, you know? You know what this guy sounds like? <clears throat> yeah. The guy that bit off the dude's ear in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, yeah. seriously, I think it is. Or a guy that got, like, cut out of Strange Brew, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Looks great. It's called Sick and Wrong. I'll try it out. Mm. And now, 10-plus years later, oh, I've that a world. countless people to the podcast. They're all subscribers. They all listen to it constantly even really we listen thank to that you episode. for that if there's anything mm, that's more fun that's than nice. doing drugs it's doing drugs and then listening to sick and wrong and uh <laughs> you know yeah we should almost do that like podcasting mm. for mm. people who take drugs to take what's that you remember that spaceman three album oh yeah making music called? for people to take drugs to make music to or something i don't yeah, know yeah yeah but we should probably do something like that that's a, mm. that's a good idea but thank you mm. for recommending the show we appreciate that mm. Podcasts for people who take drugs to make podcasts. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Fun time. And, oh, yeah, about the anti-Semitic remarks. Uh, well, I'm, I'm a Jew, and I happen to be quite connected in terms of bloodlines. And because of my position... Are you a Rothschild or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, you know, the Canadian Rothschilds. <laughs> yeah. You know that they're, book yeah, I wrote? The yeah, they're big into the Protocols uh, of Zion. <laughs> <laughs> they're big on the plaid trade up there. The uh, the Canadian the maple Childs. syrup. <laughs> yeah. Basically, uh, I can I can zig Heil and such, and nobody will even bat an eyelid in the power structure. What? You know, they don't even know my power. I gotta fuck with me. 
Well, yeah, if you guys <laughs> if you guys want to go meet the lizard people underground, you guys gotta you know hire me to do uh, some um, what you call that? I'll be like a Sherpa for you guys, all right? I'll guide you two under there. I'll I'll communicate with the lizard people first, and they're all right. I just came up with a nickname. This guy's Rain Man. <laughs> He's what? Rain Man. Uh, I don't know. You know, <laughs> I don't know, but I think Rain I think Man should, wasn't this interesting. You know? I, I think we should take him up on his offer. Yeah, introduce us to lizard I, people. Are they? I Jewish think he's going to be. He's going to find himself in trouble when he realizes the lizard people aren't interested in Molson ice or whatever. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like he's going to be like, oh shit. You know, <laughs> native language, so they uh, they don't get scared or they don't think you're enemies. Mm. That way, you can go in kind of in a friendly way. You know. And you won't be taken as hostile and taken and uh, you have your skin peeled off and be cloned and be turned into some sort of fucking android with 20 vaginas and there to possess Trump with demons. I don't know. <laughs> Again, the, uh, the marijuana here in Canada is fucking insane. Holy Jesus. Um, Jesus. <laughs> holy Satan. Holy God. Holy everything. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So um, one other thing. Vote Adolf Hitler 2020. Uh, Wow. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I understand you're Jewish, mm. but uh, I don't know if that's going to go over too well. All right, so Dean Harrison, you're going to be in trouble if you show up at the Lizard People City without a jean jacket and hockey hair. <laughs> you know, like they don't like that. So you got to show up like that. <laughs> yeah, no, this, this guy's definitely our guide to yeah. the reptile, mm. the reptilian underground. Yes. That's yep. good. That's yeah. good to have one. Uh, because, you know, voting voting for all the sick Jews who are sellers. <laughs> okay, I almost knocked over everything. <laughs> <laughs> he's drinking way too much Molson. <laughs> yeah. Molson Canadian. He's just getting way... He's drinking Labatt's. Yeah. That's what yeah. he's drinking. Labatt's <laughs> yeah. blue, and he just fell over. Mm. Like, take it easy, man. All right? Mm. Canadian club here. Too much of it. Second wrong moment. Oh, yeah. Voting for all the stupid Jews who are sellouts doesn't make sense. I'm, I mean, I'm a Russian Jew. Okay, we don't we don't sell out that hard. It's up to, like look at Putin. He's not a Jew at all, and he's a multi multi hundreds of billions of dollars in secret accounts. And I'm over here. It's like goddamn. Nigga. That's what you get. See, that's what you get for selling out. You'll never make as much money. If you're a normal person, I mean, you'll never make like even the. Po- I don't even know what he's talking about yeah. now. It's something there about Russian yeah. Jews and Putin no and selling idea. out. Yeah. No Is he idea. talking about Weezer? I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Could change of a solo, you know? And they brag about it. It's like, well, I got, I got this motherfucker's life earnings in my couch cushions. It's like, okay, there, yes, way to brag and cause the vision there. Good job. Good job. You're so sophisticated. You're really adding to the human race. But maybe discovering where the reptiles are and learning about ancient history and about the origin of humanity would better the human race, right? I mean, wow, it all comes around the boat and comes full circle. But uh, anyways, this is my actual, this is my personal line and my business line. It's an international number. So you guys, if you want to call me, call me anywhere on earth. His business line. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think his business is? <laughs> Yeah, was he a Men in yeah. Black or something like those <laughs> those those hats with the furry flash? <laughs> <laughs> I like in a road to boot way. <laughs> wow, this guy! God bless Canada. God, you know, bless, seriously, great. God bless I Canada. Yeah, I, I always Canada's are 
you know, brother, half brother, the North or whatever. Mm. But they, yep. I mean, so much cool shits come out of Canada. Yeah, yeah. I've always been mm. a big fan. Mm. But yeah, God, yeah. that guy's great. <laughs> yeah, we we need you, Ford Prefect. You can be our like guide yeah. to the alien yeah. underground. Yes. Yeah. Introduce sick and wrong to the repti- reptilians. We need their technology, their podcasting mm. technology. Yeah. And pl- and please be my escort into. <laughs> Please be like Virgil to my Dante as we walk into Tim Hortons together, you know? <laughs> wow, that guy was great. Yeah, yeah. I imagine the weed in Canada is probably pretty good. Do you remember that mm. one, that, that, that couple of like, I don't know, they were always like really inebriated. Definitely seemed shallow into the gene pool area, but they used to call in all the time with w- weird nicknames. It was like wonk shoes or like. Choggles, right? Wasn't yeah, or like yeah. pizza. God, I forgot that guy's it name. It was the guy. It was the guy. Yeah, it was. Like, I think it was Choggles. No, and it was like he had that other guy who was his friend, who was like, like I was dying of cancer or something. Captain or Titty, Captain S- Cockballs, or I forgot yeah, yeah. his name. And, Captain and, Cock Cheese. Yeah, and he was like, I was dying of cancer, so <laughs> I went to live my greatest wish to go to the buffet at the Pizza Hut down there, you know, and that was like. Do you remember that? No, like, that, that was, was one amazing. of the best. Stanley, was yeah. it Stanley Stanko? Stanley, Stanley Stanko. Stanko, thank you. Yes. And Captain Cocktease. And they were talking yeah. about his dying wish mm-hmm. to go to the Pizza Hut buffet. Yeah. That's that's Canada. That's Canada. That's one me. of our like best. If we could make a best of. <laughs> yeah, that would be on it. There. Yeah. That is Canada mm-hmm. to me. But thank <laughs> you there. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that guy, called, that, guy, that guy might be one of my new favorite callers. Yeah. Yes. I like that guy. He's good. Let's come by there. I mean, you know, we don't have to call him Rain Man, although I do think he sounds like what I think Rain Man would sound like. But mm. I like that guy. Mm. He's going to be our uh, our guide to the alien worlds, the alien yes. underground. Uh, people call Sigrun Hotline three two three. I want. I kind of want to call him Rothschild Rousedower. <laughs> <laughs> what were their names in Strange Room? What were their last names? I don't remember, but I just, I, I I can't remember for the life of me. But like there was a movie that they did on Mystery Science Theater uh, when the hero of the movie was just this guy with, like, hockey hair and a jean jacket. It was from, like, 1990. And his name was Rousedower. Rousedower? Like, yeah. <laughs> and he just, he'd be like, he was, like, saved the world or something, but he'd, like, wake up in his truck full of, like, fucking Labatt's blue cans, you know? and just, <laughs> Which like, is pretty good beer. Yeah, eating Viennese sausages, you know, over the dashboard. You know, Bob and Doug McKenzie. That's right. Yeah. So we should call him like Jaime P- McKenzie or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We'll think about it. All right. Um, people call us on hotline three two three five two two four zero three two. We got a we got an email here that I wanted to read aloud because it's kind of funny. Um, hey, Dean Harrison, felt compelled to write this evening after significant amounts of wine. New listener, for some reason, your podcast was suggested to me by my app which is rather concerning. Anyway, I've been loving it. You guys are my therapy. Seems like women in the UK like you guys as therapists, so maybe an avenue for some actual work if you fancy coming across the pond. That's uh, something to consider. Cue, cue the theme from Midnight Cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> anyway, decided to yeah. watch you guys on YouTube, and holy shit. Mm. What the fuck? Harrison, you look perpetually scared and sad (laughs) your voice is unbelievably sexy but the way you are wow i'd still bang you 
So I'm listening to your podcast mm. in reverse order. So I'm hearing the feather jokes and just waiting and waiting and waiting to hear the past punchline. Also, I'm kind of dreading... Keep listening, sweetheart, because it's yeah. going to take a while. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm kind of dreading the appearance yeah. of Wackily because I have this major, mm. major crush on Harrison's voice. Mm. A second, anyway... See, they used to have a crush on my voice and me. <laughs> and then at some point, for some reason, I, I think it was also like when I didn't have a job, I was more appealing to women for some weird reason. I think because you're more sad. Yeah, it might have been. At that point. Now you're you like, know? you kind of gain your confidence back. Now I'm like working for the man. Yeah. I don't know. I definitely haven't done that. But, uh, you know, something, <laughs> something different. I can't figure it out. and sad. I just wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. If I look at a picture of you, I don't think that. Yeah. Okay. You know? Well. But, mm. Anyway. She goes, anyway, mm. I love... Love, love, epic farter. Mm-hmm. I recently got into fishing. I thought I was about to say fisting, but it's fishing. Yeah. <laughs> and was hoping there could be some sort of way I could get in touch with epic farter to go on a sick and wrong fishing adventure. Yeah. I feel like epic farter could be my fishing and farting mentor. My favorite pastime is walking through peak hour London with my headphones in, volume up real loud, and just farting. It's in all caps. I'm like, if I can't hear it, it's not really happening. The ultimate freedom. Please ask Epic Farter if he's up for a fishing trip. It's summer here, and I'm ready for my farting fishing lesson. Uh, P.S. Nothing sexual, just fish, farts, and freedom. Love you guys so much. You scare me and soothe me in equal measures. Give me a nickname, MWA, and XOXOXO. And we're not going to give you a nickname, all right? M- what's MWA? I don't know. Minx with attitude. Yeah, minx with attitude. All right. Mumps with know. attitude. Manx with attitude. Yeah. I don't um, know. I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll think mm. of something. I don't know. Yeah. Severed rectum. I See, I feel like she says nothing sexual, but I feel like it would, you know, if, like if I were to make a movie about a, you know, mentor-mentee relationship between a fisher, it would be like Hugh Jackman- and then she'd be played by like Ellen Page. To me, and it would start off yeah. platonic, but then over time there'd be tension and something would happen inside Hugh Jackman's pickup truck, and then things would never be the same. Definitely, I mean, if we, yeah, yeah, it'd be a mentor mentee relationship. Like, you ever mm. see that that show with uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal uh, with David, or not David Spade? What's that guy's name? Secretary. Yes, of course. Yeah, it'd be like yeah. that, but okay. with fishing and farting. <laughs> yeah. Which and what is, that, what is that shit they eat, like, that's just, like, lard, Oh yeah, uncooked fucking lard that? or something. It's like, oh, faggots or something. Faggotry or something it's called. Uh, no, it's, it <laughs> it's is, literally called that. I'm no, not being a dick. It's called. No, they're, like, some kind of meat or meat, yeah, lard yeah. meat. Right, uh, yeah. I forget what it's called. Something like yeah. faggots or something. It's some kind of thing, like, you know misshapen old fairy tale ogres eat it's not something like humans eat anymore i feel like you know is that what epic farter eats yeah he loves it (laughs) that's why he farts all the time this is origin story (laughs) so you know were you all into it at first when she said you had a sexy voice and she thinks you're scared Mm. and she'd bang you and then all of a sudden she's like i love just farting and i want to hang out with epic farter and fart and fish did that just kill it for you the farting i don't care about her wanting to hang out with Epic Farter, total boner killer. Done. Like I'm done with it. You know, romance is over. Yeah, this is done. Yeah. Forget um, it. you know, 
I think that'd be easily arranged. If this is like your make a wish kind of thing, mm-hmm. I think I could, I think I could handle that one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that, um, I could probably put you in touch with Epic Farter. The problem is, I think yeah. when Epic Farter goes on these fish outings, I don't think women yeah. are allowed. Yeah, it's like the Flintstones. Yeah, it's just like, you know, this. women aren't allowed to go. So you might have to disguise yourself as a man. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You know, like you were a young lass going to work on the old ships. Exactly. And then you can go and infiltrate his fishing club and fart and fish to your heart's content. That's right. Um, but anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for being on the show. Just don't and, eat uh, too many faggots. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Go eat some please. faggots and fart, please. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people, send your email, sickerwrongpodcast.gmail.com. Mm. Uh, best way to support the show, become a sick and wrong patron. Seriously. Mm. You're missing a lot if you're not on Patreon. Mm. Uh, you know, we have, it's crazy. Like I was looking the other day because I was posting some stuff to Patreon. We have a ton of content. So if you're like a big fan of the show and you want more sick and wrong like you're like ah, I'm, i need more i can't because a lot of people feel that like the best way to support our show is to show up to a geordie wedding dressed as an opera clown but no it's actually to, you, to go on our like patreon yeah. yeah and it's less violent to go on our patreon that's right you know I mean, you might yeah. not have to be forced into a cream pie <laughs> incident <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, go to Patreon. Uh, this oh. week we were talking about some funny stuff. I was talking about my trip to Portland with Joe Kelly. That mm. was interesting. Um, I think we were talking about uh, uh, we always talk about like uh, like modern uh, like uh, contemporary things, like TV shows mm. and shit. So I think we were talking about mm. that show, The Boys, um, and Too Old to Die Young. Oh mm. yeah, Too Old to mm. Die Young, and the mm. Presidential Seal. That Trump yep. was standing in front of. So anyway, there's a lot of stuff on Patreon you're missing out on if you're not a patron. So just go to patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Sign up today. Five bucks. It's all it takes. I mean, you can, sign, you can pay more than that if you want and get more things. But if you just want to listen to the extra content, five dollars. That's it. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash sick and wrong. We appreciate it. Finally here, sick and wrong song of the week. I just saw this band. Really mm-hmm. like them. Um, Harrison should have gone to that with me. Although they're playing again in November. Twin Temple. Oh, yeah. They're cool, man. I saw them at yeah. the Roxy. It was a great show. I would yeah. say the uh, it's a husband and wife team, which is kind of weird. But mm. the uh, the wife kind of reminds me of like a satanic Amy Winehouse. Yeah, she sounds like it. It's yeah. like satanic doo-wop. I mean, she, she yeah. did a full like black mass on stage mm. and then started yeah. putting like upside down crosses on people's foreheads. Right. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And if you look at this video for the song that we're going to play here, Sex Magic, it's like yeah. full frontal nudity on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. So people, go do a search. Twin Temple, Sex Magic, great band. If you get a chance to go see them, you should check it out. Yeah, they're playing in L.A. on November 1st with Amigo the Devil. So we should go check that out. I think they're opening up for them. But Twin Temple, Sex Magic, we're going to end the show here uh, with that song. Uh, people, will be back next week with episode 698. Till then, take a sleazy. Stop.
you know, there was one one plus that I'm missing out on is I was I did ha this chick was interested in trying out my straight jacket. Um, Whoa! I, ha I have one of those now. Um, did you recently acquire those? I did. Oh wow! Yeah. I was drunk one night, bought a straight jacket apparently because it was on sale. Wait, um, is she? Oh, wait, you met her on Whiplash. Yeah, I did. So she's yeah, totally yeah, down yeah. with that. Yeah, 